gotta keep them separated. Welcome to Spotlight, the official podcast of Grapple. I'm Benno. I'm JP. And I'm Matty. And we've just been talking, JP, in the uh, the pre-show about, I don't know, Desmond, <laughs> Joey, <laughs> um, other crossover. Nigel. What names here? My film selection on uh, on Letterboxd, Pork Pie. A lot of lo- with the nonsense, though, this week. Staying on the pre-show this week, JP. We've got, uh, yeah. got too much to talk about, so we just did 45 minutes of it um, and took ourselves yeah. to 20 past 10 on this uh, Tuesday night. Oz and a Serbian. <laughs> Oz and a Serbian film came up as per fucking <laughs> usual as well, depressingly. Um, but yeah, we what had which to Matty because this week's which, which is it? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's it, Ben. This is it. I'm still waiting, JP, for Serbian film. But the, oh, the things I've heard about it is like, I, I'm ready to watch it, JP. This I don't is feel thing. good about I'm it. It's, just, it's no. not like I enjoy it or anything else. I really don't. It's just the most horrific endurance test in, in cinema. But there you go. So yeah, we we did all that. So we're not going to get done. Di- no, okay. Because okay. this week is is fucking ridiculous in terms of wrestling, isn't it? It's insane. bonkers. It's insane. Like Everyone had a shit on. This feels like old school spotlight where like there was more than AW to watch, <laughs> you know, or yeah. to like lead the show. You know, the fucking somebody said in the chat before like that there was. There's been weeks recently where like there's literally not we've done we've like not bothered with the preview show on the Patreon side, JP, because it's like. There's nothing to preview. Everyone just did the shows this weekend. You know, it was just one of those, <laughs> one of those weeks. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It is. It's. It is. It's. It's so much going on. There's even like kind of, and it's just like New Japan had this quite big show on at Sumo Hall. Like, and you're like, oh shit, that's happening. And that would have been like dominating and everything else. But it's just like that's a case of, the of end trying of to like. Three. <laughs> yeah, it will be uh, on this one because there's. It's it's bizarre because we're describing all of this and it feels like I don't want to say a landscape change necessarily, but there's like certainly some shifts on the uh, tectonic plates of wrestling. That's Matty, that's Matty getting thing. involved and making uh, that is WWE the lead the lead subject. That's what it, it's that that and Russo mate. Well, that's how you've uh, influenced this podcast. <laughs> like, you've been one of those patrons that observed it. The, the well was well and truly poisoned, and that observed this poll, mate. I'm oh, not, yeah. having, not taking and no one else gets the blame other than you that you've uh, <laughs> you've made us the well, Russo podcast and network with a brand. Okay, we're here to cover everything about the business, aren't we? Every every year, every good, bad, and ugly. JP, we are. We, this is what it's, that's what I'm we trying not. to bring you. Meltzers Meltzers talk about the Hogan sex tape that was on one. What whatever New Jack troubles were, or fun New Jack troubles, because sometimes like he'll make a mistake, he'll make a typo. Um, so it was going to be <laughs> the historically great Hogan sex tape, and it's just like. I don't even know if Hogan says that. <laughs> if he did the act as Hulk Hogan, obviously not as Terry Belia. Um, <laughs> yeah. This was the uh, the poll, wasn't it? We did for observe this. Like, Very we, much. JP just copied and pasted Russo. a load of uh, Big Dave's titles for uh, for different uh, editions of the Observer in October over the years. Some fucking wild. But we gave people loads of options. Gave them Hogan's sex tape. We gave them Katie Vick. 
Matty Russo won again after a new yeah. billionaires club, which uh, you oh, also, yeah. by the way, mate, did a did a cracking job last yeah. week. People just Thank people you. wanted more Russo. We ended up doing the uh, the Observer from uh, from ninety nine when Russo left the uh, WWF. The, uh, yeah. the people can't get enough after uh, after that one, mate. Mm. That's what you've done. Well, it's your legacy. I'm just. And that's it, that was, well, I wouldn't say any legacy, but I'm just glad that, like, you know, he's still getting a bit of coverage, Benno, you know what I mean? And that's all <laughs> I'll ever do, mate, is give him, give him coverage, and hopefully in the future, there's a bit more as well. But... Mate, I won't lie. <laughs> coverage, it wasn't JP, positive, I'll say that. <laughs> you're you're going to get, that's, you're going to get me back, though, JP, one day, aren't you, when I've got to watch this All Japan stuff or whatever, so, you know, <laughs> it's going to be all the best news. You're going to love it. You're going to absolutely oh, yeah. love it. It'll be like, they'll be hard bastards. And stuff yeah. like that, and you'll you'll enjoy it because they'll be load the chops. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, you know, honestly, it's, you'll enjoy it because there's a bit of beef about these boys while they're doing yes. it as well. Yes. Like uh, yes. I, I can't help to think, and my like I've said many times, the entry point is boss man in Japan, but cheeky no, bit of big the, boss man. We agreed on the bit of big, big boss man outfit. Which is the best Ray trailer? Because <laughs> yeah. I have to mention in, in this week's Observer, he was back in brackets form. Wasn't he? Oh, right. Benno. <laughs> With the Brackets, real names. Richard Benson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a oh, the fucking honestly, just to throw the quick plug in there, like people haven't heard it over on the uh, on the pot on the uh, the Patreon. We did uh, like I say we did observe mm. this. It was October eleventh, ninety nine. And while Russo was the headline, Matty that got that got us in and we did uh, comprehensively yeah. talk about him in uh, Ed Ferrara leaving the, uh, the Oh, I can't wait to listen in, the morning, boys. Cannot in 19, wait to listen. Him and uh, like I say Ed Ferrara who gets forgotten about he's like the Robin to uh, Russo's ship. Yes. Man. Um <laughs> we talked Thanks. a lot about Duckman writer, Ed <laughs> yeah, yeah, Duckman, yeah. Apparently, former wrestler yeah, as well. We learned in uh, in reading the uh, the Observer. I never knew. Yeah, that about, did he uh, do a few local like local yeah, indies? Yeah. Though, like yeah. we're talking like some of the dingiest going. The people who said yeah, take a bump. But yeah, we could co- the the Observer for that week was brilliant. Like we covered that. What else did we cover? JP, there was fucking Rebellion '99. It just happened. Oh yeah, um, Bulldog and Stephanie throwing the bin. Was that that? Yeah, Stephanie. that is it. Yeah, <laughs> of course we uh, we very much. Uh, <laughs> Led with that. What else was in there, JP? It was a, it was a wild news oh, week. Uh, oh, uh, Martha Hart getting sued by the WWF, which was more of like a, a depressing yeah. story, which was fucking... Being sued by them. Disgusting. They were trying to hold her to... She was trying to sue them, and they were like, no, no, Owen Hart had, uh, had the contract that said that we're not liable for any harm that he comes to in a wrestling ring. So, And that applies to you too, because he's dead now, and you're his yeah. wife. Oh, it was awful, like, reading that. That was oh, uh, that was more of a downer of the story. But there's some fucking wacky stuff in that observe for, for, uh, for 99. Oh, days. yeah. Yeah, like, like I mean, it, it's going to the kind of... Um, I'm just bringing it up now, actually. Because it was, it was just, like, there's so much going on in 99, because you've still got ECW. I'm going to say, I was going to ask about like, that. They're on TNN at that point in time, yeah. but they're not doing well, but they're kind of turning against the company. By the way, there's a fuckload of MMA. Fuck those. <laughs> we don't go into it. Like, no, don't go into Pancrase it at all. Skipped. It's just like, all right, yeah, Dave likes Pancreas. Here, he previews Heroes of Wrestling. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. that, that yeah, fucking hell. Hey, that little promotion that, that tried to. So, And it's also weirdly like the beginning of the Wrestling Observer website, mm. which then obviously becomes F4W. Um, you know, at, at that point in time, he's got like him and Marvez and Alvarez are kind of developing as well. And the usual fucking wacky news tidbits as well that Dave gets in there. Yeah. Um, 
Alex Marbez was running the uh, the Observer site at the start. That was it. Uh, I think I didn't know. Was it? Yeah. yeah. They Fucking were starting hell. Wrestle Observer. They were already on internet radio. Yeah. It's like just the name. <laughs> Dave in there. It's like, oh yeah, we struggled to fill the two hours. It's like you would not fill, struggle to fill up two hours. No. It's not it. It's not no, wrestling in Southern California, nineteen sixty yeah. to nineteen seventy five. Discuss, Dave. <laughs> Would you would you know any of this was out there in '99, Matty? Though that there were dare cheats and uh, and hot like there was a hotline no. you could ring the Observer hotline where if you pressed one you got Dave, you pressed two you got Brian Alvarez, you pressed three you got like it was like Mike Mooneyham or someone like that. All '99 censor uh, yeah. a minute. They were making fucking bank on that on that. Oh. Wrestling Big Babe point. Station. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he really was, wasn't it? <laughs> no, I didn't know about this at the time, Ben. Definitely well, not. I was still like gossip, babe. Yeah, just... <laughs> it off uh, Lords of Pain at the time. The result that was as far as I went, Ben, in ninety nine. Do you ever read the WWF ring the uh, WWF hotline? Oh, you're about I I've been oh, ringing no, the power ben, come on, hotline. No, no chance. No oh, chance, Ben. I wasn't into all that. 888, I think that was the number. He's the ring him. We've had, we've, we had this with Alan Farrell. I don't know if I've mentioned it to you, Matt. He used to always go to the uh, the local Mega Bowl and, uh, and ring yeah. them. You know, it was that, that trick where if you didn't put any money in the phone, oh, yeah. the person knew the ring could be here. But it yeah. didn't matter when you were ringing a fucking hotline. Oh, that makes yeah. all of you. Uh, That's fucking probably found out years later. Your time. Yeah, <laughs> some numb yeah. ringing. I was, I was going to ask. <laughs> I was going to ask about your phone bill. Like, did your fucking parents go wild on the phone bill? Times, yeah, Definitely. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Like Henry though, Hill. Sometimes you just learn to take a beating, Benno. Sorry. <laughs> I wanted to know who were going to be the new members of the Silver NWO. You know, I needed to. Uh, need to find out <laughs> yeah. what, what Finn Martin. It's literally like us with Observe this. Just read out from the Observer that week. That was what yeah. the Harsam was. The Harsam hotline was. But Gee, that was big simpler times back then, Ben. Simpler <laughs> times, wasn't it? Yeah. Better times. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we covered all that, obviously. Yeah, we covered a lot of uh, the other wacky stuff going in Mexico and Japan in 99. So, yeah, if you want to uh, want to hear more of that, patreon.com uh, slash grapple for that. And, yeah, there's another quick club, obviously. Yeah. Plug, JP, you've uh, been busy this uh, this week as well on the, uh, on the free side. Yeah, with uh, me and WH. It's the new Star Wars series, Andor, which I'd, I actually think... Did either of you watch Rogue One? No. Was, uh, the Star is Wars that a film that basically sets up Star Wars A New Hope. Oh, it's That's a separate one, isn't it? Isn't that a yeah. separate... It's like a yeah, standalone no, I I watched, no, Diego Luna. One. It's genuinely good. good. Well, basically, this is like the story of how the Rebel Alliance comes together. So it's a lot more grown up. Like, it's, it's a lot more, like kind of gritty a lot of brits in this all over the place brits all over the shops it's filmed in pinewood so it looks real as well and yeah it's a hell of a lot of fun so yeah me and wh recorded that spoke about it like went through the first five episodes because we did the first three together but there's 12 so yeah we are hopefully uh recording uh this weekend then once we do that yeah but back into the routine of a, a cheeky bit of andor as well but yeah it's a cracking show I'll say this, but like, it's as far as like, it's, it just feels very, it feels different. It doesn't, it feels like they've actually decided to kind of do something that's not, you know, in the way that the Mandalorian or even the book of Boba Fett is where it plays into so much that you've already seen about Star Wars. This feels, this does feel slightly different and better for it. 
<laughs> Nothing to add. I'll be honest. No, I was Brilliant. waiting for Ben to jump to jump in there. To be honest, <laughs> you but I, 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 I know I was going to say you'll hear it. You can go go to the Grapple YouTube page, and obviously it's up on the up on the free feed as well. There you go. I, I listened to you and WH talk about it and JP. So now, if you are uh, that way, yeah. you could uh, you can check that out uh, over there. But yeah, plenty going on patreoncom grapple as well. Like we said, that uh, observe this is up. Uh, Back up on the, uh, yes. the daily updates. Uh, we've got uh, Robert Brocky's uh, King of the Mountain Picker coming up. We've got a Halloween Film Club coming up. We were just talking about in the pre-show. Might be a mm. might go non-wrestling for that one. Go the uh, what did you say, Matty? The big stars of uh, of horror movies. Yeah. Freddy, Jason, Chucky. We'll get a poll going. Big names. Freddy, <laughs> Jason. Chucky, Michael, and Pinhead, Pinhead. the big stars. Hogan, the the Warrior, big stars. Yeah, Not the new yeah, Pinhead yeah. one. <laughs> no, I haven't watched it yet, JP. I've heard mixed reviews. I'm a bit hesitant to put it on. To be honest, I'm going mm. to see the new Halloween Friday, though, opening night. Even though the last one was fucking awful. I'm going for this one because it can't be as bad, and it's meant to be the end once and for all. But been saying okay. that since 1978, haven't we? So. Mate, they've cut, my, they've cut Myers' head off. I don't know what yeah, you're doing. He, that. He, you I, just accept that you're done. Yeah. But he's, I'll just say, Ben, he's the draw, isn't he? You're going to play to see the big stars. Just slash people up. You're going to see it, lad. You know, that's, that's what it is. The big guns. He can still work, can he? Charisma. No, that's the thing is. Oh, Charisma and ring press. JP. But like, great mooter, opening... though. He's been getting through these last few. <laughs> just not going kind of fucking duct tape. JP, the opening in the last film, the opening fucking scene where he's just killing all these firefighters is amazing. You've got to check it out. It's fucking brilliant. He's still amazing, but the rest of the writing and the film around it is shocking. But he's still unreal. And he and I'm is guessing he will David be- Gordon Green, because I think I did end up seeing it. it did, well, this is the, the la- this is the last one of its trilogy, isn't it? So you had Halloween and then this yeah. Halloween Kills was the last one. Nah, I see ha- that. This is Halloween ends. Right. There's a whole middle section of the last one that's just like it blew me mind how bad it was, JP. So I've got I've got hopes because it's Mike though. So we, we'll see how we get on on here on oh, Friday night. Like he's Steve. <laughs> yeah. James throwing a little <laughs> Wears a knee, knee brace over his fucking oval. <laughs> that's the thing. They can work until they're uh, 100. You know, none of this. Uh, oh, out, you know, keep going. Usually, but yeah. The office, yeah, just know, the mask. Like, he- it's like Luke you can put anyone in there, can't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> show the age the of Here's LA Park, you know, just do that. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, James the said, best yeah, ever, mate. maybe we could do a wild card, uh, a choice of Simpsons, Treehouse of Horrors. Maybe that could be a... Mm-hmm. One we'd, uh, we'd throw in for the, uh, the Halloween choice. But I was going to say, that's coming up Halloween, but uh, mm. to get into the uh, the wrestling stuff from this week is... Uh, has Halloween not come early? Um, I think we had a. I, for those of you who don't want the WWE analysis, um, show notes might be your friend this week. We've got WWE to talk about, we've got Impact to talk about, we've got AW to talk about, we've got New Japan to talk about, and some miscellaneous other stuff. But I don't think we can start anywhere else. I know Matty's not going to let us start anywhere else than uh, than the uh, the big WWE news uh, this week. Although against tight Matty, you're not a like you're not a like you're not a John Cena guy. You're not really a Bray Wyatt guy either, are you? Um, that's a, you know, misconception. I mean, I like him, Benno. You're not I a do fiend like file. him. But uh, The Fiend, even for me, was a bit, it was a step a bit too far. I mean, it's, I, I do like him, but he's not one of my favourites. You know, I'm more of a brawn guy over here, Bray Wyatt, <laughs> to be honest. With you. I to, if I had to pick between the two megastars for him. <laughs> but, you know, no, but, well, to be honest, it is just good to see you back. Because what we've said before, Ben, how many times do we need to say it? They shouldn't have went in the fucking first place, should they? Let's be honest. They, they both shouldn't have went. 
So Vince was just, I don't know what he was doing. That, but that, it was good, good to see him back. That was my biggest take from watching like Extreme Rules. Like I loved, you know, if we're going to talk match-wise, I loved the opener and then I thought the rest of the show was a, a huge slog to uh, to get through. Specifically one match that I bet me and you were going to have different oh. takes on, Matty, when we... Uh, oh, <laughs> mate, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I know, I know what match it is already. <laughs> but we're going to have so contrasting views. But like, I think with, with the, like, yeah, with the, with the Bray return, like it was exactly what we talked about on this podcast. Like, you know, it's one of the few things we and you have agreed on, Matty. It's like, look, the theme yeah. isn't for me. The chasing the QR codes, the white rabbit stuff and that. Some of it I thought was quite clever. Some of it, I, you know, I kind of enjoyed. But overall, like, his, his run, I don't think I've enjoyed any of it. And there's been this pattern. Every time he comes back and he has this big comeback, the, the initial segments... Like people get fooled, and it's like, oh, that was really entertaining. Oh, what a cool presentation! You know, the, you know when he first turned, you know, switched the music round, and when he first did the fiend, and all of that stuff, it's like, oh, actually, you know, I can see the creativity in this. And as JP will always say, and then the bell rings, or and then Vince got all of them, or then whatever happened, yeah. you know, creative wise, that always made it made it turn to shit. And you know, while it's not for me, and as we always say in this podcast, JP, not ever that has to be for us in wrestling. Mm. I can recognize that, like. If you were in any doubt that he was not that he was a major star to those WWE fans, I think this week says differently. You know, we already had you know the merch numbers he did were, were were you know for WWE. You know, we don't have exact figures, but as far as being the top of the you know the, the totem pole, as far as selling stuff, he didn't even need like you know when when uh, Brandon Thurston puts his numbers together and we you know kind of got it from other sources as well. He didn't even need that. You just need to look at any given fucking WWE crowd and see all the cunts in Max and see all the people you know dressed up as him and stuff like that and with those stupid belts and all of the all the stuff like he was a a merchandiser's dream. He was clearly making more money for them than he cost. But Vince McMahon's a crazy old man, and he got rid of them regardless. And it was like, I remember at the time we had the conversation, JP. It was like, you know, where are we? Not that we're really, we were really watching WWE at mm. that point, but it was like, we went crying tears over it because it was like, cool. You know, the, the style of wrestling and the way he's been booked is, is not for us anyway. So who cares? But just intellectually looking at it, it made no sense because it yeah. was like, for me, it was like, that was Vince McMahon's last stand. That was for me. And I said it like on Twitter this week when he came back and you can use, as you said, Matty, Braun as like a, as a, you know, a lower level example of that. The reactions Braun's been getting on TV the last few weeks and that reaction that Bray got on, you know, you can't undersell that. That was one of the loudest reactions I've heard on a WWE show in years. One of the loudest mm. comeback reactions you'll ever see. Look, we might not be those people, but he is a megastar to those people, and that to me, when 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 those when Vince got rid of them too, it was like I don't think Vince even, you know, I always knew he didn't understand his audience, but that put across like he really didn't understand his audience, yeah. and it was like it was it was all well and good. He spent twenty years spitting in our faces, JP, but he like you know it was almost like the people who were left who still loved WWE, who loved those guys, he spat in those faces as well, and I felt like. One positive I'll take from when he when he came back on on uh, on Saturday was like you could see it in his eyes and you could just kind of feel it like that must have been fucking cathartic for him. It was like a fucking you know he comes back he gets yeah. that level of reaction. It's like yeah. and I'm sure he's been doubting himself this entire time he's gone been gone from WWE. Oh, you know I am a star to these people. It was just a crazy old man who got rid of me. It was a you know a completely ridiculous business decision to do. And he is a megastar to that audience. And, I, you know, whether they stick the landing, they haven't historically. You know, whether it'll be different in, uh, in Triple H-led WWE, who knows? It will. But I you think can't, it will. 
take it away from from uh, you know how big that reaction was on Saturday. And I overall, I'd say Matty, how well the segment was done. Yeah, I mean, we all as we, we all knew it was coming, and uh, they got to you know we read that it was going to be the end of the show that it was going to happen. But as you say, Ben, that it was a quite a long like comeback, wasn't it? It was all the characters in the crowd, the anticipation was there, the, the door was there for him to come through. It was a long thing, but they were with it all the way. And when he finally appeared, when he took that mask off, I mean, the holy shit chance, as you say, but everything, it was just one of the best reactions. And like I do think, though, there was like, there was yeah, the that's what I'm saying. It was that, yeah. There was the moment when saying. there was lab with the mask. There was the moment when they showed the yeah. Firefly Funhouse. There was the moment yeah. when, you know, the, the lantern was shown. And then there was the moment yeah. when he came. And there yeah. was the moment with the music. He got, like, four or five of yeah. those big pops, didn't he? Like, yeah. yeah. It, it was sustained. But as I, I do this time, do, Ben, you, you were right about everything there. Vince has gone now. So it is a bit of a clean slate for him. We'll see how. I don't think Triple H will book himself into a corner like Vince did, you know, with, with the, the fucking Seth Hell in the Cell and all that. You're just proper, like, digging your own thing there. I think he'll let it breathe this time and, and it'll be a lot, a lot better. Definitely. I think so. You're excited, Jason? Well, it can't be. Well, it can't be any worse than last time. <laughs> probably the, the way of looking at it. I hated the fiend. I hated every idea of it. Yeah. Like there were, there's obvious reservations I have about the wrestling. But you'll, but you'll to that audience, it made it did make it made no sense to get rid of him at all. And he, he like you say, he was like kind of real monstrous stuff. The last time was Cody, and that's like even more like sort of exceptional circumstances. It's not like Bray Wyatt's been away for that long, but he really means something it's what version of him are they going to bring back because there's you know like you're going to get that you know bump i imagine in ratings quite regularly and particularly when they're up against and he wasn't even there yeah <laughs> and it's up against nfl yeah. what they do on on is he appearing on smackdown friday yep. in New Orleans? he's advertised for smackdown yeah reading about the secondary market ticket sales and they were like expensive tickets as well like this was genuinely sold out and it I think what worked about it especially was having all of the cards not really making mention other than when there was the white rabbit appearing, like, was it at the beginning? Did it appear a couple of times? There might've been bits I would have missed maybe along the way, but, but just having it as its own entity. So the way they built up to it and they sort of timed it right with like the five minutes. My whole thing is just lose the supernatural bullshit. Just lose that. It, it, it ruins credibility. It really does. You can do weird and mystical and all very, all other things of it. I personally like to see him go back to kind of like an original yeah, right. incarnation. Who a doesn't cult talk leader. Him that Just a, a cult, cult leader. leader. Yeah. Because if his brother's coming back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because if, exactly. And if you're in New Orleans as well, like, you know, Cape Fear, like you can, yeah. you can really yeah. play into, into that as well. That's the preferred version of it. Him as the wrestler as well, you do have to speak about because he is responsible, certainly at WrestleMania, for some of the worst matches on like the biggest stage, some of the worst stuff in recent years. I always defend him there, guy. though. I mean, he is not the best. But worms, the box. No, that weird. That's not him, though, is it? That's Vince. I, mean, oh, I, know. I, I always That's say Vince. that. We think. Yeah. I, I, we find I, out. That, I, is, that was shocking. Like, I, I've got it, but I, I think well, that's more Vince Benno, definitely. This is. But also bringing him back is the latest in a series of quite basic but very competent moves that they're doing. There's still like a way to go. I'm not watching Raw at this moment in time, but I'm, 
you know, there's things it's going me on and ben, all that. about it. <laughs> like there are intriguing directions where you think, oh, okay, is this going to be something a bit more sustained? Are we like working to kind of like elevate people and move people around? And you get, you see that happening. And so it feels like a much more interesting place. Plus you've got these characters who just needed like that fucking loon to just be out of the place until they can actually like go right now let's what how would a normal person decide that you might want this character to appear like rather than fucking vince's steroid adult fucking brain and that's and and i think like as long as he comes back as like a some sort of a human being that would be nice that's a remarkable statement and it's depressing as well and then if they can build it up and the matches are passable they don't have to be fucking classics. Where does he fit in a mania? Suddenly mania then becomes a much more interesting prospect if they can kind of build some momentum on this. Because, I don't know, like you've got Cody as well coming back into the mix. And suddenly, you know, a Brock appearing back on Raw, Lashley looks like he's going to be up around that, that kind of echelon as well at I the same I'm time. I'm back, you know, you know, the other these big names, yeah. Fucking <laughs> oh, now. That's the problem with Triple H. He's the oh. two in the air. That yeah. little argument people used to He's make. He's doing a Tony Khan, Daniel. Yeah. He's Ka- doing a Tony Khan at the minute. That thing people hell. would say, oh, Tony Khan's going to run out of pops. Like, I mean, when you're like considerate, like you're bringing in Gallows and Anderson and you're considering bringing in Matt Taven, like I feel like you might be uh, going to the dregs of the uh, the pops that you're looking for no. if you're a uh, Papa H. I think you're going to disagree with me. I'm not fucking a big uh, club guy Benno Gallows and Anderson but at least it does make sense in the story I will give them that at least it's the history with A. I know we've seen it before etc but at least it's make it makes sense and he's fitted into that like storyline but I'm not excited for them like to they be are, you're not Louis Dango no they are like the um, fucking tasty <sighs> apparently um, is what that uh, that matter's gonna be no it's like them, that, the, the thing with Gallows and Anderson like again it's like the, it's like the fiend like I don't actually I don't actually really want to see Bray Wyatt do any wrestling matches just like I really don't want to see Gallows and Anderson do any wrestling matches no. but do I respect them as like people who oh, studied yeah. under Kevin Nash rather than studied businessmen mate not marks for themselves not try, they're not out there trying to have good matches they're just making the most nope. fucking money they can. Like, yeah, proper said, wrestlers. Man. He wants to, to, do you remember uh, the size of Gallows' house? Wants to build another pool, they, you know? <laughs> like, that's yeah. fucking... Do you remember that thing they did? That fucking awful pay-per-view thing they did that we ended up reviewing? That was done at Gallows' house. I spent a lot of that watching his house going, Christ, how much did he pay for that? <laughs> like, seriously. The fucking land he's got on there, he's done all right. Okay. He's settled down, you know. And you know he's got a good bit stashed away. He's not a fucking yeah. fool. Under the and floorboard, JP. Yeah, he's coming back. He's coming back to what, and he'll happily do whatever they want, and they'll yeah. crack a few jokes. And he'll get, and, he'll and get protected as well, like, because he's with AJ, and that he'll be sharp. It, it's just they it makes sense. They literally get hired to like hang around backstage and be funny. Like they're just there to boost mockery yeah. and morale, aren't they? Do, right. do a talking yeah. shop podcast here and there, and then fuck off again and go bend the next territories yeah. out in, in a way that the older school of old school wrestlers, the more in like say more in the Kevin Nash, Scott Orvey, you know, aren't they? Or the Jeff Jarrett than uh, than they're like Ray Parler at Arsenal. Maybe they're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the run they're after. The Ray Parler run. <laughs> I respect it. It's but... a great run, the Ray Parler run. That was an extended run. And a, he was doing the Invincibles, JP, wasn't he? He was going to Middlesbrough. He was part of the Invincibles. Yeah. I was there yeah, when was there, Arsenal yeah. beat him 5 3 on the, uh, to carry on the Invincible season at the start of that season. He got big chance that day, Ray Parler. Romford Pele. <laughs> yeah. And Mark Overmars called him that. 
Yeah. <laughs> There's a title but, suggestion. Yeah, it's it's a really, but it's a like for them, it's an incredibly smart decision. It's it's what happens with the New Japan stuff. I don't see he's still them. the champion, isn't he? Anderson still the, the, he's the never, never title, never, never champion. Which, yeah, yeah. In New Japan, he's that's the second second biggest heavyweight title in the company. Like, is where that fits. Is it now why it was on him in the first place? <laughs> like, you know, they kind of forgot about it, really, haven't they? Yeah, well. and it like, explains why he does prop as well. It's only a prop, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, well, I'm still in Bruce. I'm still in Bruce. Sorry, Japan, I'll get out of it. They've lost another it. fucking title to throw into the mix. Like, there isn't enough titles in wrestling. Feels like there's more titles than wrestlers at points. Uh, as uh, as Gareth said, looks like his uh, his nan's tea tray. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Oh, Still doing numbers off it. that one. I think it's a pretty belt, but it was a good it was a good joke anyway. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that that's the thing that that is trip. Like that's the thing he's trying to do, isn't it? He's trying to that. Like I say, we aren't that. We aren't the, especially me and you, JP. We aren't those people. We aren't that WWE target audience, but. It really felt like, and we said it at the time, like during the pandemic, especially when Vince and Nick Khan were just releasing people willy-nilly, like they were hitting the goodwill of the people who were fucking left. You know, the people who were still watching it, who thought the Braun was good or thought the Bray was good. Like you matter, you're a, you were a big, you know, you're yeah. a big Braun guy. You know, they yeah. were spitting in in their faces, and it's like it is. It's the most basic. It's like when Triple H was running NXT, and it was like, what's the hack to make myself loved on the internet? I know, I'll bring in all the XROH wrestlers and bring in all the indie talent that the uh, the all love on uh, on Reddit with a W. And like he's doing the same thing here in in in, in main roster. But he's bringing in all his favorites. You know, his his, his Garganos. You know, his Killer Crosses who he loves for whatever reason. You know, all, all of those guys he's kind of loyal to, and he's just doing the obvious things. You know, he's bringing back the names that that audience mm. were invested in you know it's hard like that's the thing it's hard to like you know, wwe you know year on year over the last you know decade or so they haven't made that many stars but a couple he made with bray and braun like it's hard to make a main event you know act in wwe and for whatever you can say, like braun's a great example matty whatever you can say about him he was over yeah. you know to a level like he was what? You know, he was going to be the next, you know, what, but it's like that Kane, you know, big show yeah. undertaker kind yeah. of role. But he was being, or Brock even, he was kind of being groomed to, you know, fill one of those slots. You know, one of them being a lot bigger than the uh, the others in, in modern wrestling. But like, it was like, it was, and like Bray was being groomed, I suppose he was being groomed to be like the next Undertaker type. And it was just like, yeah, let's just cut bait. We can go back to Undertaker. We can use Kane. We can, we at the time, we can still use Big Show. You know what I mean? It was like, that just, that, that, like I say, that that was, you know, for you as a Braun fan, like the idea that yeah. we got rid of him, you know, and for him as well, the fact that he's been back, he's been on SmackDown and, and Raw and that, when he comes out, he's on both shows, he often he? gets yeah. the loudest gets reaction on, of yeah. the night. You yeah. know, he's been in the, some of the highest rated segments as well. If you yeah, want to three million, Beno, him and Otis, oh, three million. Now, are you? Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, yeah, when I, when I see that three million, I thought, yeah, we'll have a bit of that. But it's an easy <laughs> move, isn't it? Even if you haven't got massive plans yeah. for him, the money he makes, he's got to make no. it back. Like, I don't, don't yeah. get why you wouldn't do it. Yeah. But even in the meantime, Beno, we seen them at that at that for the love of wrestling, didn't we? Both of them. And like the lines they still have. So they were still in the in the eyes of the casual fans and even the diehards. They were still like you know, my new, the new Yeah, it Being was like, there. And that was one of that was one of the still. two appearances I think Bray made like while he was out of WWE. And like the fuck it, like every second person we looked at was yeah, had the Bray Wyatt mask on, yeah, or a fiend mask on. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah. insane. It yeah. was obvious yeah. that he's it like, was. you know, <laughs> still relevant, Ben. It's still yeah. a still star. Yeah, this is the thing. And you can't do the character elsewhere. 
because yeah. it comes across as cheap no. and tawdry. And that's and, and so the thing is, is those guys, you take them out of that WWE environment and they're lost, really. Br- Bray Wyatt played the smarter move of just wait. Yeah. Wait and allow it to build to the return. He did well, because apparently he had offers from like AEW Impact to like, yeah. Freddie Prinze Jr. as well, JP, give an offer to me. Is that that? I'll believe that fucking thing when I see yeah. it. Like, it's been around long enough. Yeah, shame, yeah. yeah. Braun skated close to the sun. I thought like Braun was yeah. like, you know, the control you now. If he he was an impact of Ring his of honor, away mate. from never coming back to the WWE because he was, yeah. I, I felt. Like you're, you're right, JP. Bray did the right thing and just staying away. He didn't let him, yeah. you know, he didn't make himself lesser than. He, he stayed at that level of start to that audience. I would have loved, I would have personally quite enjoyed a Bray Wyatt, like Noah run or turning up at all Japan or something like that to kind of rehab him in like fans like our eyes. But he just, he sat, he sat You'd out. I hope the he? old fella would have given him a take back in the day, wouldn't he? <laughs> A couple of those. Come on, let's do a you bit of this. No, I'm going to do this thing on my back instead. It's like, for fuck's sake, Wyndham, <laughs> hop on. I think Uncle Barry puts up with that shit. No yeah, chance. Your name's Wyndham, come on. I'm not sure. The stalker. Fucking hell, Jamie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a fucking, he's another one. He's are going to Barry Wyndham talk on another fucking time. Mate, if, he could channel his, if he could channel his inner Same Barry Wyndham now, <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, that's going to be three less years later. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Maybe Paul Dallas can come back and be the uh, be the stalker. Well, to, uh, he's to, back in he's coming back. He's well and mercy. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. the thing, isn't it? That's a talk. He's coming back. That's an odd one. I feel like if you put in with 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 Bray, like you've got to explain the brothers, and then it's like, well, who's the dad? Oh, the tax fella. Like, how do you how do you yeah, tell that story? Yeah. I don't know how you do that to be honest. Like, unless you emphasize the Mike Rotunda part, you are- or you say they were adopted at birth or something. Like, I don't know how you get away with that. <laughs> But, I mean, plenty of IRS footage for you to whitewash history and make out he was like a fucking mag- mega star or something like that, can't you? Like, but isn't the, there's um, no good Mike Rotunda matches that you can go to? I've never seen. Yeah, him he was only good JP in Money Inc. Uh, against the Steiners. Yeah. They, that's his best run where they have the like they swap the belts at like house shows as a cage match that's on like a VHS release. That's a good. Feat. They have some good matches and it, obviously it's the Steiners in the prime there. You know, dragging that DBRC with them. But he's always been one of the most boring wrestlers. IRS, fucking hell, he was just so boring. In, Dino in, Bravo matches, levels. I might have Bravo, Edwin, you know, JP, that's how bad he is. At least you get, at least you get a pack of, pack of fags half price backstage, wouldn't you? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, it's, it's like, I mean, that, but I think that might be one of the directions they end up going in. And like, Steph this says, is probably you, where know, we, you maybe don't have to explain the damn. Yeah, maybe you can leave it out, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, you can make out, you don't have to mention, you could just mention the fact that his brother tried to go down another route. Yeah. And he brought him back into the fight. You do some fucking new family, won't it? I think he'll have some sort. I think he might get a <laughs> rowing appearance oh. there now at some point. You know, you never know, do you? It, it is one of the things where, as much as I hate to say it, is not, I'm not excited in any way, shape, or form. But to that audience, the potential is massive if you can bring in a proper kind of crew around it and not go fucking crazy and don't go supernatural. For the love of God, don't go supernatural. You but don't JP, need this. Is- I find myself today saying this, like watching Raw with, with Cribby today, and it's like it's sound for a couple of weeks. What Ben O'Shea, Strowman's been on Raw and SmackDown, just doing Otis and all that. I don't think they'll do that with Bray Wyatt. Who's he actually going to feud with Ben when he comes in, though? Like his first feud's got to be someone like quite big for me. You don't do what you do with Braun with him. I think he's got to be like to a big, a higher level. So it's going to be interesting if you put him in there with, to be honest. Like, 
This is his. Would you pay him up? Whether or not it's not like, uh, yeah, this is the thing. It's it's the it's the equivalent of and then the bell rang. It's like and then the storyline started. It's like who's it yeah. with though? Who is that babyface? Is it Riddle? You know, like they didn't they didn't directly do that at the end of Extreme Rules. They didn't you know? They, no, there isn't really the fact that he's on. Bush, that that he's on SmackDown. Like who's the guy? That he's he not coming to? back. Yeah. Face is what is he going to come back as? That's this that's, is it. Venom, but that Steph's right there. Isn't that Liv Morgan? Uh, we'll talk about the finish in a bit, but that finish doesn't that play into like doesn't Liv laugh? I'm not going to talk yeah. about extreme rules with laughing at the end. Is that all playing into the fact? Obviously, she's she, she's with Bow and they join up as a group. So you know, maybe they're going that direction. I don't know. As Andy said, maybe they can lean into Bo's real life views of uh, they become those characters, don't they? Like all <laughs> yeah. those characters who appeared in the opening, that's what they end up becoming. And, and all of that stuff. Yeah. If Fiend Law actually meant anything, which expressly doesn't. Well, apparently... Well, we'll get the Alexa, Alexa Bliss tie-off then as well. The level feud with Alexa probably over... Oh, that'll be their feud. I don't know. I regret you've, you've got to tie it... Yeah. Yeah. You tie it all in, Benno. <laughs> you've got to tie the loose ends up, mate. You've got to do it. Yeah. Wyatt Lesnar. <laughs> Let's see if Brock go along with some of this stuff. Like, I think that could That'll be, be a good one. Off. That'll be a good one. That Jake WrestleMania, you'd have, I'd have that one to be honest at Mania. <laughs> you would. Apparently, uh, PW Inside have just reported that uh, Bray is only slated for appearances in SmackDown. Go forward. I'm glad that, like, you know, the uh, the mythical cult leader bloke is uh, adheres to the brand split. You know, I'm glad that he didn't uh, didn't turn up on Raw. Uh, you know, follows the rules. <laughs> he's got to be there. But yeah, that's the he's thing. He's at the end of the day, isn't he? Yeah, but I, I did. You know, going back to Extreme Rules, I did think. You know, I it was a we talk about moment booking with WWE. It was, it was, I thought it was a cool moment. You know, there's lots of it that's not for me, the hokey stuff, you know, with the uh, the, the lads dressed in, 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 in pig costumes and stuff like that. And like the fire fan, like fun house stuff was never for me. But there is, there's a whole subject of fans who, who love that stuff. And I thought it was well executed and you couldn't help but, you know, whatever you think of him as a character, like when, it, when somebody gets a reaction like that and it's, you know, as well done as it was and overall well built as much as, you know, we, we can definitely laugh at like some of the dafter qr code stuff and uh, you know hmm. the fiend the files going out there chasing Simpsons episode titles and stuff it did it worked in it jp like it worked as well as that we, we were talking about this can you name any like what's another art angle like that that's worked that well you know like the promo videos and stuff like would you have to go back to jericho to have like one jericho that's worked this well yeah it probably better yeah feels Maybe. that way I don't think you can include Glacier in this list. <laughs> For me, it'd be Glacier, yeah. Nineteen eighty-six. Yeah. I was well into that. I thought he was going to save JP from the. No, no. Show. He's going to. JP, yeah, do you remember them? Uh, Dustin Rhodes' seven vignettes. Now they were fucked up. Do you remember them? How <laughs> did the end? Matt? I do. The end is the best one of the best. We're, we're, we're going to talk hopefully in the future about that one. The best angles of all time. The that best angles of all time. Fucking love that. <laughs> fucking unbelievable stuff. That. Everything you've seen well, before is, be... uh, wasn't real. This is this yeah. is real going forward, brother. One of them ones, was it? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I think um, on extreme rules, like Bray's the the headline, isn't it? Obviously, that was the I think the the, the show definitely yeah. kind of you know the buzz or whatever buzz there was around it was built around that. Certainly wasn't around whatever the main event was going to be. Like we were saying on the weekend shows, we didn't know what it was going to be. Like it was extremely odd. Like I don't I don't understand like building oh. your TV and building your TV really well. I very much in, enjoyed the Sami Zayn and Bloodline stuff, but like the fact that there wasn't even a six man with those lads in seemed extremely odd. Especially with them using the go home SmackDown to do the. Uh, 
Jake Paul, Aaron, Jake Paul angle Logan with, uh, Paul. Logan Paul, damn it. Yeah, no. Logan Paul angle with uh, with Roman like for Saudi, which is in like four Same weeks. Thing. I guess they could only get him for certain dates, you know, Roman or um, Jake Paul, one or the other. Um, but... Well, he might be flogging his drink that he sells in the Emirates along with KSI Prime. <laughs> he brings I didn't out. buy it. He does. I'm he brings it on he pulls out with him at the, uh, the open on the SmackDown. He gave it to a fan, didn't he? He gave yeah, it to a fan yeah. in the crowd walking down. <laughs> but, like, you know, that aside, like, I, overall, I thought it was... I really enjoyed the opener. I can't say I've got much mm. much else to kind of... Uh, that I would sink my teeth into as far as a, a, a show goes. Like I say, Riddle and, uh, and Seth Rollins going on last for the fight pit. It wasn't really for me. I feel like if you're going to do a fight pit, it needs no. to be, like, no. Riddle and, like, you know, Thatcher or a wrestler like that, you know, maybe maybe one who's over. But, like, you know, a wrestler like that who can, you know, do that style. That, that wasn't necessarily for me. There was a lot of, like, the, uh, the upper card that wasn't for me. But I will say the thing that was really for me, like, I would, you know... For most of our audience, you know, we're not generally uh, a WWE-focused podcast. I think a lot of people listening to us are people who are same as us, JP, who've not been uh, tuning into WWE much over over the last few years. But one big positive I'll say, because I know Matty's got others, um, was the that Brawl and Brutes uh, versus Imperium match for the uh, the opener. It almost hurts me to say the words Brawl and Brutes because it's such a shit name. But, like, they haven't missed with that feud. Like, it is just... It's as simple as, Brilliant. you know, whatever... You, you know, the Butch character was, you know, it was... Pete Dunne doing Crash Holly, and like one of the worst things for Pete Dunne's career has been he's actually quite good at pulling that character off. So like, I've appreciated they've maybe stripped some layers away from that. He start he's wears the singlet again. He's leaning more towards being Pete Dunne, even if he still has that like scrappy do energy. But behind it all, he's still a very good wrestler. Sheamus, you know, for his part, you know, he's not someone I've always uh, massively enjoyed, but can always recognise was always a, a good worker. You know, Ridge Holland's, you know, Ridge Holland's whatever, but you put them in there with, you know, with, with Walter and the lads and Honestly, it's been magic every time. Like Walter and Sheamus on the uh, on the British show was fantastic. I love that as you know, two hard lads hitting each other hard. Basically, was the angle. Any angle they've done on SmackDown, they've basically it's not been as much very complicated. Just all six of them get out there and they beat seven sage of shit out of each other. And that's exactly what they did on on this pay per view. It's like it's it's fast paced. It's hard hitting. In a lot of ways, it was very un WWE in that it was, you know, a very stiff kind of feeling, realistic feeling match. In other ways, it was very WWE with the, you know, the stupid old fashioned Donnybrook um, tag they put on it with the with the daft weapons on the outside. But despite those parameters, like I say, Walter's still one of the best in the world as far as as far as I'm concerned. And you know, love the Kaiser, the former Axel Dieter's uh, mm. still fantastic. And you know, uh, Fabian like now whatever his name is now, Giovanni. Da Vinci or whatever. Vinci. Vinci. He's, he's just Vinci, good. man. Just Vinci. Come on. <laughs> but it's six very good wrestlers or five very good wrestlers and Rich Hollands. And he went out there and they killed it. Like, I give this 4.25 on the on the app, JP. I don't know if I'm crazy, but I'd, I'd take mm-hmm. more of this. I hope this feud carries on because it's the, as far as the in-ring goes on WWE TV, it's like the, the shining light right now. It's like when Walter was, Gunter, as Walter, was part of NXT UK, where his stuff felt like it was from something else completely different. This match felt very different from large swathes of the show because I just thought it was paced brilliantly. Like I went four stars on it because, you know, there is a kind of, for me, there's a, I don't know, it, it, it wasn't like kind of perfect necessarily, but there's so much energy in there. And like you say, Imperium are really good and it feels like they're going to get like, he's going to be pushed towards that like main event scene uh, at that point. I mean, I wonder if they look at 
um, Axel Dieter Jr., Ludwig Kaiser, and think, well, there's actually kind of real star quality with him as well. Yeah, but actually, yeah. yeah, I mean, I just thought this was a cracking way to get the show off. Like it was like top and tailed between that and the Bray stuff. I thought brilliantly and just had that real energy much in the same way. Like my overall point about like the overall show is I think the overall show was actually quite well paced. I will say that about them. Like at least even when stuff doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was only three hours and 10, which then when you consider that AEW can end up cracking on to nearly like fucking five at times, you do appreciate that degree even though like i would agree with you lots of it dragged but this was yeah for me this was match of the night it's wild to me that like you know i I feel like walter's one of the people who got gunther got one of the people who got really lucky in that like he was was booked really well in nxt uk but really strong in nxt prop you know the fact that he got to have that that match with the Ilya on nxt uk is wild he's remained himself despite the name change and then even when he got to smackdown when we all thought it was all over for him he kind of cracked you know he hacked the system didn't he you know he lost a bit of weight got himself some abs and vince actually quite liked the idea of this like this this tall german well austrian but to him probably german and threw him threw him out there and was booking him relatively strongly and if i will say it felt to me like as vin just before vince retired you could tell he maybe got a bit bored of him and we were about to get yeah. the really silly stuff he's probably coming he was oh, yeah. a week away from coming out being smothered in fucking chocolate like that's how close he probably was to that happening but lucky for him vince fucked off and triple h stepped in and he's continued to be booked strong like I never thought to be. I thought he'd be back in Rev Pro by now. I thought he'd be back in Jamie. I thought he would have done fucking Tag Festival last week. I thought he'd be out of WWE by now. And actually, against type, like he's had a good run in WWE so far, Gunther, and he's he's just himself. You know, seeing him now, Matty, since the uh, you know those he, those heady days of seeing him in uh, in what culture pro wrestling against Will Ospreay and a uh, yeah. shit venue in Manchester. Yeah. You know, to see him now, I'm sure it brings a tear to your eye to see uh, old Walter White yeah, doing that- so well. <laughs> yeah, I've used that in, in my time, but um, no, it's just one of them. Ben, as I say, like he's one when I used to do the British, you know, fucking shows with you, and that that was one that was like you were telling me about before I went to shows. Walter, you've got to see this guy, you've got to see him, and like that live match with Osby was great. And as you, Evan, you said there, like it's amazing that he's the Intercontinental Champion in one of the best feuds in WWE telly all round at the minute. And I went four stars myself on that opener, JP. I agree with you there. It was just unbelieving the bit at the start where, like, they're getting rid of everyone. They got rid of Sheamus, didn't they? They, like, buried him in, in by the crowd, didn't they? Giving him his big spot to come back and stuff like that. And Sheamus got the win, booking-wise. You know, he's due another shot soon, probably in Saudi, but... It's just been great. But as you say, I'd drag it on to Mania. I'd give them a best of seven. I'd do whatever. Like just, just get them out there. Just keep letting them have matches and just drag it out to Mania if possible. Brilliant. Happy to see it on any show. And, you know, some of it, yeah. you know, the fact that it was like, you know, it's a typical European pub, but it is all like the weapons you'd have in a pub. There's a fucking piano there. Yeah. <laughs> that was shit. Yeah. That was very Vince WWE. You know, it's like, you know, yeah. as much as, you know, we, we'll damn with faint praise that, you know, Triple H hasn't reinvented the wheel, but overall it's a... Well, Ben, you know, as you say, these lads can, can get past that, can't you? You can mm. see past it with all these. That's what it is like. And I think given how much of the other stuff is all kind of very much drama laden. This one just needed pace and wild action and they delivered yeah. it. And I think that's the thing that made it ultimately end up standing out from, from everything else. Butch with that moonsault off the air battles, boys, as well. <laughs> <laughs> you got that in there, didn't he? Great spot, that. Oh, 
I won't quite go on the banger after banger after banger <laughs> as they were chanting down the aisle yeah, on the way the back. Listening, you know, like, the lads it are the telling you. The fi- organically, boys. The and you, Seamus has got over and the lads it, have got over. Organically, Seamus yeah, himself is loving this, though. Yeah, it you feels can like, yeah. And you can see, like, he... he He's very much kind of happy with his role. And as a result, like, I think as a wrestler, I know, like, he's limited in what he can ultimately do. But what he can do, he has learned over time to do very well. People to the point are. where... <laughs> Concussed by the yeah. right. he, He's a <laughs> yeah. good one, Seamus, boys. He's a very good one. Like, he's a but fucking it, proper one. He's better when like, he hits he, as hard as him is what's happened. Like, but he also <laughs> is, like, one of those people, I have to say, when you see him in non-WWE settings, like on BT Sport, a Liverpool game or stuff like that, he doesn't embarrass himself. When I've no. seen him do the Late Late Show and the rest of it, he's come across as, like, a fucking star, but also, like, a, a, a normal human being as well. And it's just... You think of the run he's had, like, you know, speak about... Like, boys, JP, you're right. This is like to, com- to complete the Grand Slam, this, and that's why it's part of the story. You'd keep it going for a bit. Does he get closer each time to beating uh, Gunther to complete that Grand Slam? I'll honestly keep it going for it as much as he can, boys. It's fucking brilliant. You're an old-school Seamus fan, aren't you, Matthew? You liked him before. He was cool. You know, you were there. Uh, oh, of course, mate. I was there in the 2010s against Del Rio, Dolph Ziggler, the proper oh, stuff. Oh. <laughs> 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 that was the names. Oh. How is original in WWE be the proper stuff? Is... No, but his original, Beno, his original face from the way Vince seen him as genuinely the next Cena, didn't he? Like, he actually did see him as that at one point, and it's like... He was over to a degree then, of course, we, but no, like, you know, but this is organic now, though, and that's why I love it. It's like yeah. you've gone with it. You've genuinely seen the reactions. and I can't speak highly enough of it. Yeah, it's been good stuff. And like I say, those little changes of, like, not making them all wrestling, you know, the stupid, like, you know, braces and shit. Yeah. Peaky blinders. Just, yeah, okay, they wear that backstage, fair enough. Like, that's yeah, yeah. But when they get in the ring, the rest No braces in the ring. Yeah. yeah Although, yeah, like, yeah. Seamus probably does need an upgrade to his look. Like, we had, um, we threw the Peacock uh, stream on before the show, and they had extreme rules, like, must be like 2010, and he looked exactly the same. Same beard. He hasn't even changed the way he shaves his beard. Same gear. No, same but Benno, like, Benno, like, Benno this, is the, this is the story, mate. Do you remember the years he had the fucking fish hooks in the Mohawk? Oh, yeah, you know what? There was that. Yeah, there was He's that gone period. back to, that's what happened in the story a couple of years ago. He went back to the original Seamus, do you know what I mean? I know you love all that with CM Punk's Lord. original Jack and stuff, so I'm just bringing that up here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, I can't say I agree with you. Like, I, I, I really like it's the most I've ever liked Seamus. I'm loving Imperium, you know, right now. And yeah, I'd happy for them to just do this every month until it gets boring. You know, yeah. definitely yeah. got more matches yeah. in them with this with this chemistry because, yeah, both teams uh, work so well with each other. But that was a big highlight for me. But if we're skipping around the uh, the show, let's go to a big low light for me that I think is going to be a big highlight for somebody else on the uh, on the podcast here. Uh, it was possibly one of the most bang average matches I've ever seen in my life on this show, Matty, as well. Um... That's Sly on Bailey and Bianca, that bit. I thought you liked them. <laughs> Mate, this Finn Balor and Edge match, fucking hell. Like, if there was ever a match that wasn't made for me, it's Finley Balor and Edge. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the Edge. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm never going to be into it. Like, I'm, you know, I think I was shot. You yeah. you just assume I must be an old Fergal Dever fan. I'm not. Never liked him in New Japan. <laughs> never liked him on the Indies. Never liked him in, in WWE. I've just dumped hey. him ever. I know. Ireland away shirt. Or an Ireland shirt. Yeah, it's all right, you know, fine. Yeah, he was uh, fucking awesome in that interview. All right, let's not, not be understated. But... Hey, big influence on the business, so Bullet Club and whatever. Yeah. Some of it negative, probably. Uh, but, you know, like, that is, um, you know, he's just never been for me. 
I fucking hated this match. The the fact that the word tre- the word boring was trending on Twitter wasn't lost on me. <laughs> like what? Like I don't know what Ed- Edge has just got in his head that he needs to go out there and he needs to do these epic classics. He's like, it was almost like he over because he was away so long. He's overthought everything. And everything he does has to be this laboured fucking, you know, screaming down the microphone melodrama that like no one's buying because no one thinks the match. I quit match, you know, it's an I quit match. What do you want him to, you know? Awful. Absolutely awful. I hate it. We're not seeing Vikings, mate. This is this this acting. No, well, no. I was sent back to Mania weekend, mate. Half an hour as well. (laughs) Well, JP. No, 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 no. Right, uh, JP, uh, can I go before you here for once, mate? Is no, that ask for permission? Is that all right? Yeah. Tell me why. Because then I agree with you there. If you're not, no, if you're not into WWE and you're just seeing this cold as Edge v Finn Balor, I quit match. I totally get what you've just said. I totally get it. But if you've been watching every week, like you haven't, apparently have been. I'm not you. Yeah. What are you, you? I still don't think you connect to the stories though, because you're not a WWE guy. I still think you're watching. No, because it's Finn Balor and, and Edge. <laughs> no, but this Ben, you know me. I'm a big Edge man, of course. I've never been a Finn Balor guy ever in my life. I hate. He's one of the worst I hated. But ever since he's turned and he's getting into this character of the Judgment Day and he's a heel, he's been better for me. Now this for me was an old school. This is why I love this match, by the way. Absolutely fucking loved it. The last 10 minutes of this was absolutely, for me, WWE at its best in the story. Laid out, JP, story-wise, everyone getting the time to shine. The story's intertwining. You had Ray and Dominic going at it, Beth coming in. It was amazing, Benno. The last 10 (laughs) minutes of this was fucking amazing, honestly. I I absolutely fucking loved it. Oh, no, JP. It's just fucking, honestly, it just was so well. And even everyone said, didn't they? You made my melt to love this one, Benno. Of course he did, Edge was in it. Didn't he love this one? You know, yeah. Edge had a ladder <laughs> around the audience and he's like, you mate, for the four and a half stars comes out to automatically. I know. We fucking agree on so much there, Melton. But I did, I'll be honest, boys, I went four on this just for the last 10 minutes alone. I fucking couldn't get enough of it, honestly. Edge was amazing in this one, Ben. I'm not asked. He's fucking That's great. Big. I can't, I can't say like the you know the technical work was necessary. It's not like you know we weren't watching like two shit Brit Res wrestlers with three matches under the belt. You know it's not a it's not a one star match. It's probably not even a two star match. It was just pretty boring. It was fundamentally sound because the two pros pros who've been doing it for years. So I'm not gonna. Did you like the last ten though? Know, with everyone oh, coming in, it was well laid out. That. No, they not pulled. at all. What's the point it of was- the previous twenty? Because it's not like the previous 20 even playing to the finish of the last 10. That's the thing that I end up like kind of feeling. I think at least he went in, JP, at least he went in the crowd though. I think that helped in an I quit where it's like, it could be a cold I quit match where the fans aren't getting into it. At least like they were around them. Do you know what I mean? They've done different spots. Yeah. Yeah. You had to, to get them invested still for that last 10 minutes. It's just that it it still falls into the, it doesn't need to be half an hour is where I would be with it. In terms of the melodrama stuff, I weirdly didn't mind that. The, the I've seen your Dominic rage, JP. I was checking that before, to be honest. <laughs> that Dominic Mysterio heat will die soon enough. But the idea, of, I think, is right. what is it, the gimmick? They they completely boo him so he can't say anything, which is great. It's great, JP. I think that's a win-win he, 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 for he everyone. Yeah, he, he's just... The whole bit, honestly, I can't speak hardly enough for that last 10 minutes, genuinely, you know. It was... Some of the, I've seen in ages, and like, shit, obviously Lesnar and Reigns and SummerSlam have the fucking tractor and all that, but this was just like, 
honestly, I thought it flowed so well. Everyone got the little time to shine. You had Edge getting his bollock kickback on Dominic from uh, Clash of the Castle. If you're following the story, you had obviously Ray's not going to hit Good Dominic. Dominic story, back you know. to them. It, it can be a story. No, Benno, no. <laughs> no, there's no bad here, Benno. There's no bad at all. You had Rhea, you know, obviously going to lead down. Aaron Beth face off. The fans went for that. They actually did. I was thinking, are they going to actually spot. pop at this? That was a good When spot. they went, it was all that. Edge not getting in, in 20 odd years, hasn't said I quit, said it for his wife. Ben out me all over this. I fucking loved it. I and you do Dominic, it. you do Dominic versus Ray at Mania, I assume. That is JP, but and once you again, hold, can they hold off on that? Yeah, you can. I think you can. I think with it, as I'm saying, we were coming up to the bloodline later on, or I said it uh, on the last one I was on. There's so many matches coming out of this story as well. You've got like Rhea Beth, you've got a mixed tag in there, you've got Ray Dominic, you've got AJ in the club now. You've got so I love these intertwined yeah, like, stories. Every one of them sounds terrible. No, no, but then yeah, no, but no, but I don't know. I think it'll deliver because of the heat, as you're saying, Dominic's getting heat. The, the judgment day are getting over as a group where I honestly had doubts when Edge got kicked out of the judgment day. I was thinking, oh, but Finn Balor stepped up to the I've got to give him credit and I can't stress enough how much I did not like that guy. He stepped up to the plate. I think honestly, Dom- Dominic Mysterio, like, I don't know. I think we're mistaken heat for like he's David Flair in 1990. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Like short term, you There's can no do this, but I think once you do, once you do the Ray match. After the Ray match, I can like, get that. I can yeah, get that. You're kind of effectively done yeah. with him. It's how long you can drag it out. Like you have a you ride the lightning, though, JP, with... don't you? You ride this lightning out until until it goes with him, and he's getting mega heat. Yeah, I mean, at least there is stories getting. I mean, this is the thing to remember: is that under Vince, like God, we're sounding. This is it, JP. Thank you. you know, Thank no, you. No, I'm not this. There's good and bad stories, though. You're telling a story, but it's not no, but no, no, JP. I know what he's going to say. But Go on, JP. I there know is what he's a sense say. of progression. At least yeah. there is okay, for the yeah. first time in a long time that things no, are going no. somewhere that you're at least Honestly. like feeling that there is some element of appreciation for the audience, like that kind of yeah. dickishness no, towards the crowd yeah. and kind of doing stuff for spite. That appears to be going yeah. at least, and there is an element of like for those for those fans that they're finally being rewarded. And what you're seeing in it is positive momentum because I have to say, I mean. As much as I didn't enjoy this match, I think I was like, I think I went three stars on it because I did laugh quite a bit towards the end, but like I wasn't really I necessarily enjoying it. I'd give it three stars because it was the work. <laughs> but I'm not saying I liked it. I'm saying that I've turned it into Melton. That's your like... negative, though. Isn't it a three star? You're ne- your negative no, is a three star, though. I mean, I think it, I don't think it fundamentally a three star match is bad. It wasn't for me, for my, for my taste, but I can't say. You know they did well anything fundamentally wrong work wise. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. I'm not. I'm not being Dave and giving it five. I'm still saying that. <laughs> yeah. <they'd>, you know, <laughs> it would probably be unfair to give it one star. You know what I mean? I can understand yeah. that, that that would be the case. Maybe two and a half fairer. Um, I just didn't like it. Yeah, it's not for me. But honest, like, Ben, I like taste, honestly. Steph said it here, and I did want to uh, single out Rhea Ripley. Since she's joined, honest, she has been amazed. Probably my favourite woman in the company. Obviously, now Charlotte's not there, but she has stepped up. She's been amazing in the role. And well, there was a Charlotte you know, video, mate, wasn't there? Well, there was a Charlotte video ever. later on. That that's a weird yeah. thing. These pay per views now is you just see these video packages just come on, and it's like, oh, all right, just a little so reminder those, that JP, just a little yeah, reminder. It's a, it was limited on the. I was kind of expecting most of, most of those stupid skits they do backstage. But, it was the Miz one, 
with Dexter Loomis. And I thought, I can accept this fucking degree of nonsense, but w- whatever, it's fine. But there wasn't a lot of that. And I think it's better for it. And I think the shows overall are more palatable because they were borderline unwatchable at points. Oh, they are. I'm, I'm watching Raw and SmackDown most weeks. Competency. Mm. Competency gets praise to the hill. That's Jamie, all, I'm glad you said that. Do. And it ain't me saying that. It ain't just me coming across. I'm glad you said that, genuinely. I agree. Nice there, are, there are some circles that are overpraising it because like, I think all Triple H is doing is the bare minimum. No, I agree with you. I yeah. agree. There's always going to be that over, like, call it to change. Oh, it's great, it's great. But as JP said, you genuinely now, every match seems to have a purpose. Even on Raw, there's something leading up to it or there's a reason for it to happen. It's not just, here's 50 rematches in five weeks. Genuinely, there's none of that. Yeah. And if there's a rematch, it is a reason for it this time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just looking as well on the on the grapple app, uh, Edge Finn Balor, average 3.33. A lot of variant ratings here, Matt. A lot of it. Stru- I was going to say, yeah. Issues, yeah. Lower. yeah. Apparently, I, I punched into the app two and a half, so there you go. That's what my thought was on it. I think I just think there's a there's a flaw with like professional wrestlers in a professional wrestling yeah. who can do things <laughs> to a certain standard. I'm not going to give them one. I don't think that's, you know, being reasonable or fair, but yeah, it wasn't funny right. at all. Steph yes. said in the, in the chat, I'm her uh, generously, so she gave it one. Um, but yeah, um, fair enough. Like says there, there's optimism, optimism. with WWE. There's some hope, isn't there? In that, yeah, yeah. I think what JP said before, the fact that you're not gonna, you, you know, you're not gonna be actively punished for paying attention at the very least. You know what I mean? <laughs> People you get invested in aren't gonna disappear. Storylines aren't gonna be thrown away as willy nilly as they were before. You'll be tied up if you do those kinds of yeah. But yeah. it's being hit right yeah. now, isn't it? Um, and to be honest, I thought Raw was an all right show this week, so there is some positivity there. But moving off from Finn Balor Edge, what are the other matches here, Matty? We should uh, we should spend some time on. What's well, right there? What's uh, your I, thoughts can... on positive or negative? Yeah, uh, well, I've got four to every match, but kind of flip the switch here from a four to a match. I give no point two five. Oh my god! Can I can I talk Go about this? It. Ronda Rousey, and I'm being and I'm being I'm being fucking generous. No point two five. That match was horrific. <laughs> Like, that was so amateur. Honest to God, JP, if you don't agree, they were missing no. everything. There was no, like, connection at all. And I get that that happens in matches. It was so fucking sloppy. The stuff with the, the chair in the corner, that, like, you yeah. just sort it out, don't you? You just, the stuff with the bat, it was, the finish, it was fucking horrific. Honestly, I can't Chair say. Shot. That was the worst match. Exactly. There was nothing behind it, JP. There was no. nothing, was there? Ronda, uh, like that first one was relative. You know, she got over. There were good moments. You know, there, were, there was lots to be proud of with that first run. She's come back. It's just been diminishing returns, hasn't it? Like she's not even yeah. as big a star. It's only the, the 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 Charlotte. Was right. that I quit? Was that an I quit match with Charlotte? Was that an I quit match that they had? As was it? No, that was the only one that's been good though. Better it was at the backlash, mm. wasn't it? Sure, it was an I quit. That was the only good match that like she's had since she's come back. It it hasn't been good at all. But that was AJP amateur. Yeah, it, it, it's bad. it was bad. It was it was really bad. I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, ultimately, Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey, who at this point was one uh, at one point in time, not that long ago, is one of the biggest stars on the planet. Is second on the card on a WWE kind of B yeah. pay per view, and I think that really kind of tells you where it is. And it's like say, law of diminishing returns. She's the she's someone who's there who the kind of regular fan base just don't like. And they're not going to like, and they still haven't done her and Shayna 
which is the real main thing of interest that I think would really G the pair of them up. They really, you can imagine them working on it for ages to go, right, we're going to do something completely different to, to what they've been able to do. And really fucking put it this way. They can handle themselves laying in and being stiff, can't they? Like, those two could handle Vader being stiff with them if we're going to be brutal. Yeah. <laughs> but as a, like, but it was. It, it, I look at Liv Morgan runs, for example, and how she's kind of over. Because you can see, the, I think that's done. No, that's done, GP. That's done. I a just champion. looked at her and I thought oh, she's just a new Alexa Bliss. Which, if everything is to be kind of you know rumor wise, that's what's probably going to end up happening. Is she will end up yeah. becoming the new Alexa Bliss, and that's just how it the feels to me. Like this, if you want to say, yeah. Been- improvements in the book on which you know i'm willing to accept that seems like a real blind spot the way she's been handled like the last while like i don't get yeah it, unless that is the payoff you know that it's it's but been know, you're backing yourself into a with, with ronda putting it in that ronda you're backing yourself to a corner from she cashed in how are you getting out of it it's it, it was hard work but i will say like there's only going into you know into bianca in a minute there's only bianca really holding the fourth down like with charlotte sash and Becky not there, JP. There's a gaping hole in that women's division, and I'm yeah. I'm telling you, mate, there is. There's only Bianca and Bailey out trying to keep it afloat for me at the minute. The others just aren't doing it for me, anyway. Yeah, I mean that's where you start to like think about who are the other people you can elevate into that mix. I mean, I'll I'll always kind of say something about Rhea because I love Rhea, Rhea. JP, but she's not wrestling really. She's in like the storylines at the minute. She give her time in the ring. She's fucking amazing. Give her more time to shine, but. It's just she's going to be probably delayed doing a lot of the stuff with Beth Phoenix for a period yeah. of time and people who are yeah. Beth Phoenix's friends who she can wrestle. I'm sure Natalia yeah. will turn up or whatever and like you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the usual kind of gig that ends up happening. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it was probably, it was, it, I mean, was it the worst thing on the show? I mean, I, I, I JP like, by him not by a zillion miles though. I, honestly, I've never, worst match I've seen it. Yeah. I was, I was bored also by the strap match. I was dull, JP. That, that was, was so dull. dull. Yeah. yeah, that was the word for that. It was that was two star special, JP. I'll give it that. It's like it was so dull. And somehow Honestly, MMA like... Mark Mark Mero <laughs> with Sabre. That's what he is. Yeah. MMA Obviously. Mark Mero. Yeah, oh, Scarlet MMA, like, Golden yeah. Gloves background, swap it for MMA. But going his yeah. ear out. That's what he is. He went out there and I, for my rate, I gave it 2.25 stars. It's averaging 2.16 on the grapple app. Still in the top 10 matches of carrying across his career, though, isn't it? Like, that's the thing. Like, you know. <laughs> well, I've seen him have a good few ones in impact, Ben, or better than this, like, put it that way. Nine of them, yeah. This was just, <laughs> this was dull, though, mate. Honestly, I can't stress it enough. He's it's just, He's the fans weren't even really into it. That's Triple H's, like, oh, you know, I'm going to bring everyone back. Like, that's the, that's that jump in the shark, isn't it? The fact that, for whatever reason, like, I can almost, Dexter Loomis is like a, you know, a meme. I almost understand, yeah. even though I don't really know what the payoff is with him, you know, because again, the bell's got to ring at some point. Carrying Cross, like, what's well, Cross is in there. Him? Yeah. What's he seeing him? Like, oh, yeah. The, act, the, the entrance is good. The act up, she's great. Him as a Scarlet boss. He's got Triple H probably sees himself in him. He sees like, oh yeah, boring yeah. fundamentalist. Twenty yeah. years younger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going too long at his matches. Yeah. Sounds like sounds like me. You know, big lad, isn't he? You know, in a uh, sea full of indie lads who do uh, indie moves. He's a uh, he's a flashback, he's a throwback, big. isn't he? Yeah, by modern stuff, like compared to Gargano, oh. or like, you know, the the guys yeah. that are coming up now. 
Yeah, yeah. He's like a monster compared to them, isn't he? He is bad as well. But no, I, just... no one told him to shave that off yet. He does. Like, I'm, I'm amazed by that. Like... Well, I explained this, Benno. This is part of his... Uh, law, is this is part of his law. It is his law, Benno. It is, actually is, though. Oh, <laughs> I'm not into that. Like, no, it is, though, GP. This is from his mouth as well. <laughs> Mate. She is the star. Here. Yeah. Oh, the thing is, amazing. it's not 1996, and you can't do all the Sable stuff in 2022. Like That's harsh on Mark Mero. I always like Mark Mero. I, think. I know. I like. I like it's harsh on Mark Mero. Mate, yeah. um, you know, Johnny be bad till I die. Like, you know, I can't be can't be having it. But but that's what it is. Effectively, he's completely overshadowed by his his partner, and it's an it's an entrance. Like it really is, and when it when that yeah. when that bell starts, like Christ above, I couldn't believe he won though, boys. I honestly couldn't believe he won. I thought Drew's just yeah. gonna because Drew's on a bit of a losing streak. Lost to Roman, didn't he? Lost to Cross. Yeah, you know, I honestly was shocked that Cross got the win. Yeah, shock heel turn at the Rumble with Drew. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, just to freshen it up a bit. Yeah, like Gareth on Drew. <laughs> he's just not. He's never going to be. No, I like him, Benno. I, I do like him. I don't think he's no. He's not as bad as people go for me. I do like him. And he, he has he delivers in there. If he has some good matches for me, yeah, we we have them. <laughs> we have them, <laughs> Benno, but it's um, yeah. I just feel he's a bit lost at the minute, through, and hopefully he gets out of this feud and you know gets back in there with like the bloodline and stuff. Hopefully, I don't know what's going on. But what did we actually meant to take over here? But what did we reckon on the ladder match with uh, Bailey and Bianca? Yeah, go five on this. I've heard people love it. <laughs> five. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, I mean, I'm not going anywhere near the average on the uh, on grapple is nowhere near that. It's three point three nine. Which I think is about the right three stars. I don't understand the praise. Three stars. It was just a lot of No, it was. <laughs> it had a couple of good spots. Like yeah. it had a couple of great spots in it, but like yeah. nowhere near a five. JP. No, three point two five. That's what I get. Because it, it, it was just like yeah. it was five, but it's also it was just a, another ladder match. I was glad. Like I mean, in, I like both of them. Like like Matty yeah. said earlier, they are pretty much the linchpins, and it is kind of amazing at times about how. Bianca Belair has fitted into that system. I need to have a drink so my voice is going. <coughs> JP does that. Here's one for you, Matty. Did you know? Here's a time well, slash age thing. Who thinks older, Jesus. Bianca Belair or Bailey? Well, I'd say Pam, but you're going to say Bianca Belair, aren't Bianca you? Bianca Belair by two months. <laughs> that blow your mind. Madness. They feel like still the generations. Are they still the 20s? Oh, or not, or in the 30s. Oh, they're born like, a couple of years. Uh, born like 89, I think. I think that was the, that's what I found out. Yeah, I was, oh, this, so this is what really? happens, you know, when you get bored during a pay-per-view, you start, uh, you know, looking things up on Wikipedia. <laughs> stuff, <laughs> uh, I wanted to uh, answer an argument, but yeah, Bianca Belair, let's see, what's her, what's her DOB? She's 1989, yeah, 9th of April, 1989. Um, and, uh, and Pam Bailey is, uh, is born, I think, June 1989, so... There you go, Flipping man. hell. Good yeah, that, you'd have Pam there. Yeah, fucking hell. But as JP said, she's fitted in. Bianca, amazing. The fans love her, yeah. though. JP, she's got that natural connection, hasn't she? And she is yeah. carrying it. Correct. Definitely is on her she back. Really. Yeah. You could take yeah. her and you could put her in like a music video. Like she could be like. I, ben, I love yeah. your you things. I love it. Well, I love it's, it's kind of like. If, 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 if Steph went to you one day, Matty, and she was like, oh, well, I really like this new singer. Like, uh, here's, her, here's her latest video. You, and it was there. You'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. That, that tracks. No, Ben, I'm going to say something about how funnily enough, do you know, like when it's on the wrestling mm. and her music plays, <laughs> when she's like, walking 
Falklands in the kitchen, she'll do it, Jake, because she likes that music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it is current to like people who don't. She genuinely does. I've been like, in and arenas that's no with like, like you know little girls yeah. going crazy mm-hmm. for her and stuff. She's got something, hasn't she? Like this. Yeah, like, she definitely has. She's the one who, when she came up, and and when it's mattered in big big matches, she does deliver. Yeah, she does. And it feels like I was shocked this wasn't the main event. I thought it was because it's been on, on, on Raw. It's been promoted a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was a world title. It, you kind of thought with the star power on there and you thought, well, you can do this, can't you? You could put that on last and kind of have the, the kind of world champion moment at the end. You know, and I think that's... But it's at the same time, you know, do you then move them at like, you know, where they're going to go with Ronda? What are they going to... Are they going to just sort of run this feud into the into the mill at this point? I think that they're the kind of... That's where I worry about Bailey. This is where, you know, you know, JP, we, we'll, you end up getting the title. We'll do Mania watch here. Me and you'll do Mania watch every month now going on. I think it's going to be Ronda Becky. I think that's what they're going to go with at yeah. Mania. I think that because they haven't done that one on one after. Yeah. I definitely it, think that. This is the other bigger point is I found myself watching this show as I, even for the stuff I didn't like. I thought I was thinking, what are they thinking for Mania? Because you you actually have some faith in them that they're thinking, what are we going to do for Mania? Oh, yeah. What are we going to have at the Rumble? What are yeah. we doing at Survivor Series? And that's like the most bare minimum of competency. We're going to go in this direction. We might make some changes along the way. And I think if we're coming out of matches like this, going, okay, what are they going to do with Bianca Belair and Mania? You're thinking, okay, this is this then becomes interesting. And you you have that little bit of like there's that optimism amongst that fan base. I don't like I don't share the optimism. They'll show their true colours soon enough. I'll do, I'll be You'll get Ronda Becky and you'll get Charlotte Bianca because they haven't had the pay per views then yeah. too. I reckon that'll be mania. They're the mania ones and, uh, for me. Gable Stevenson versus uh, uh, Brock Lesnar. There, there's your Benno, so. Benno, Benno. <laughs> he will be in the Royal Rumble. I guarantee you he'll be in the Rumble, you know. <laughs> Look at him now. He's changed now. He is. <laughs> Does that count? That's not an official one on one match, is well, it? So, no, yeah. but it's just the beginning that though, JP. We made this <laughs> gets injured and it never wrestles again. A lot of things yeah, have changed, no, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. No, I'm standing out there. If you read, if you read the bookies, you couldn't change your mind. Now I the know. bet's still on. I'm just saying I'm more worried than I was because, like, the, the entire bet, the underline of the bet yeah. was Vince McMahon's not going to like him. You know, he's not even that big. He couldn't talk. He's not in great shape. Didn't seem like he was asked. Like, I just didn't see it happen. I'm glad we set the bet at, I think it was, like, was it main event Norby in a, in a title match on the show? Was that what... In a world title match, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. If yeah. we just set making it yeah. to the main roster, I'd be a little bit more worried than I was, I've got to be honest, Matty. <laughs> I still think it won't happen, but there's a better chance now. Really? Also, you, know, you don't think it'll happen? That sob story that made the uh, the, the news the, the the news this week about him like you know having some kind of illness or injury or something and that's the reason he's been shit in training. I don't buy. It. I just think he can't be asked and he'll end up going back to what he actually wants to do. But I'm more worried than I was. Loves him and he was willing to put him over at WrestleMania if Triple H got cleared before his heart did. He was willing to put this guy over. Is he willing so to wrestle think... him in the main events? That's what I need to know. That's what I'm well, <laughs> We will. We actually do need to come up with the stakes. And as again, ask the guys in the chat and that to come up with someone. We will settle that soon, but we need to actually get that nailed down. Let us we know. Do. Let us know. But before yeah. we move on, yeah, we've got one match we haven't uh, touched on, so we're going a little bit long on uh, on this uh, on this show main event. Mm. Riddle, Seth Rollins. Any big thoughts on that? Like I said, at the top wasn't. What you said, Ben. Not, not for you, not for me, not for you. It was just, it was just really just. The sent on was amazing, outrageous. Yeah, it was, I was like, 
Yeah, that's what I mean. It was fucking wild. Yeah. That that was the only and it, yeah, just not for me. At all. Me, I looked time. just sort of somewhat of a mess. Yeah. I have to say, I was on his telly, like no, of him. Like, he wasn't. I love Cormier, like I love him as a UFC commentator as well. I've enjoyed that. Like he's he's just someone who's just very very likable. Kind of an afterthought. It just was a cage. That's all it was. It was a cage with a platform, oh. and I'm sure it'll be used many more times in the future. But I feel like they should start yeah. those matches on the, on the platform. Oh. Like yeah, that's and you've got to get down. Yeah. Difference. Um, do you find yourself like when they do that Seth Rollins singing thing? I, is it Champions League music where they're going, oh, 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 That's what it sounds like. And I end up thinking of it and I go, well, that's not the Champions League theme tune. Where have I heard this? Uh, Europa League. That's why I heard it. It gets Bodo fucking glimped. Oh, I need to listen, listen here to this that Europa League, League theme. theme. That's what the Seth Rollins theme sounds like. I'm sure of it. <laughs> We're not in that, JP. You see, I'm only used to the Champions League. So you can listen League, to that I'm and sorry. have a tasty glass of Gazprom <laughs> afterwards as well. I will say on him. <laughs> On Cormier, like Vince wouldn't have let him on his telly. Like the fact that he, like, and I don't know if that's right or wrong. I think it's kind of cool that, like, Triple H is willing to be like, oh, that's a big star in MMA. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the way that it was on no notice, shit backstage. When he wasn't even there on Raw last week and they pretended he was backstage, that was shit. And then he looked terrible. He did. Like, look, we've all, I'm not fat shaming. We've all been in points in our lives where we wanted to lose a little bit of weight. I want to lose half a stone before I go to New York in six weeks. I don't tuck my t-shirt into my pants because you you look but you look bad you look bad when you put a few pounds on and he looked like a fucking Easter egg he looked terrible like it was all looked like a fucking he's retired he's it's always been a Hard thing that he's got on, like, like. of like making weight and stuff like this because he's he, he you know he says it himself he likes to eat he's retired he's made a shit ton of cash ain't yeah. away lad like he's still yeah, hard as yeah. fuck like honestly West Brom fan, by the way. Glass houses, stones. He's off having a kebab tonight, Steve Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, another book. On his million it. pound payoff, yeah. probably. How many payoffs has that man had? Um, so if you add him up, 15 Mate. million. Easy, easily. For getting sacked. Jesus it's Christ, crazy. We're in the no other, no other business in the or and in the world where you fail at, you get paid off. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every now and then. stick to the wrestling, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no other thoughts on uh, Extreme Rules uh, from my end. Any more thoughts on that, Matthew? Oh, Raw, I suppose, to follow up there. Uh, no Bray on there uh, on Raw, uh, as we mentioned earlier. Gallows and Anderson turned up, Brock Lesnar came back for, yeah. uh, for yeah. with, uh, with Bobby Lashley. I will say, I thought Raw was watchable for what it was like as far as like i mean three hour roast st- always going to be a struggle but i thought there's always going to uh, be a few throwaways this is probably the best show triple h's booked i still would put yeah. it at like a six or seven out of ten show don't get again not not trying to go where uh, go haywire with the uh with the praise but it was you know there wasn't much fat on it for a three hour roll it helps that it was you know the big anniversary show and they had the yeah, yeah. they had brock and they had the you know for what they were the good brothers coming in um, it felt like a happening show, didn't it? And yeah. In the end, it probably didn't need Bray Wyatt to be on it, even if it felt a little bit scummy that they kind of half advertised it, and you probably yeah, he did half advertise it to, to be there. But yeah. he respects the brand split, mate. He's uh, he's the one. He respects the uh, this is the it, Ben. New and improved Bray Wyatt, isn't it? You know, <laughs> <laughs> following orders. No, but Ben, I, I thought Raw like genuinely watched it from start to finish because I've been off work this week, and it's like them two, like the Ray. Chad Gable into Dominic coming out doing Rayin into AJ coming out to confront the Judgment Day and then the Good Brothers coming back. 
um, a great again intertwining story long segments. Then you had Lashley where Brock come back and injured him, and then it was can he still fight Seth Golden? That long segment intertwining. I thought them two were like, the best they've done in ages with with that kind of stuff, and I really enjoyed it. Like. I, I mean, I the one thing I've been enjoying very much, and I've said it on this podcast, usually in the last two minutes, um, is I've been loving the Sami Zayn uh, bloodline stuff. It does feel a little bit like there's like the you know between the uh, the Jake Paul segment on SmackDown and this one, Logan, Logan Paul, with <laughs> with without, uh, like I, I feels like they start really well, but they actually don't really you know they've got great you know great performances. Like I think Jey Uso is like one of the best characters in wrestling right now. He's amazing. Like, He's amazing. Seething angry like he wants Sami Zayn out type of thing there's a, there's layers Matty to it that genuinely are for a genuinely oh, story like, genuinely onions very, like, proper bag of, bag of onions well, he's, he's always had that uh, that Seth Rogen um, kind of uh, charm to him I'd say Sami Zayn like I think he's as this like you're seeing it though in the segments now the crowd are loving it like most people watch oh it, yeah didn't you yeah any, like it's like I heard somebody say on Twitter today it's like you know when you watch a sitcom and somebody makes a cameo and they get that big cheer like as soon as Sami gets a mic people go nuts yeah. like he's genuinely over yeah. as a result of it Heyman's yeah. great in the role Roman's great like, the moment as we've said it a million times the moment when Roman drops the act and he beat the shit oh mate gonna it's going to be a sad day Ben. it's, it's going to be a proper sad though, isn't it yeah. the only thing I'd yeah. say like I say with all that praise is I do feel a little bit like you get like that good couple of minutes and then I don't even I don't think they know what they're going to do next because it's like you know the poor brother will interrupt or Riddle will you know me and, you know, no, bit I'm, I'm going to stick up for it I'm st- yeah, it, that's what it is. It's a slow burn, Ben. Mm-hmm. It's a it's story. It's you know, all right, Roman left, didn't he? Jay you show you've gotta let Sammy get gotta help him get that win tonight. Pay off to the last match of the night. Didn't win, did he? So you this will follow once. Smackdown, Ben. We'll see if Roman takes it out on Jay. This is proper stuff, Ben. This is good for it me. It's great to just have it back. Yeah. And with Roman being involved, it's extra good. So I'm I'm fucking I'm excited, Ben. I'm fucking loving it. That says it'll be festival of friendship levels. Yeah, it will be like oh, the yeah. moment when Jennifer yeah. realizes what why why yeah. is that same with an actual reward though. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. you'll get KO coming to the save the day, won't you? Or like that's what it'll be, and they'll go against the Usos, JP, Mania Watch again. That'll be just loads, mate. And I'm really, yeah. really, and it's not like you get all this when Vince was there and you'd be thinking, right, you should fight him, you should fight him, and it didn't happen. These matches will happen. There's a bit of force into these, like JP said. These will happen, these matches, definitely. So, yeah, I love that. Didn't love the DX stuff, as Steph says in the chat. We've already fought over that today. She did. I didn't. <laughs> what was your take, Matt? On which DX? Yeah. It was just to send the fans home happy, like a, like a, a, as a TV show is the old guys, let's say, Tara type thing. Because even me and Cluey watching, I was like, oh, this is the main event, Sammy and Riddle. And he went, oh, DX is still to come. And I was like, there's only like six minutes left. And it's like, I knew it'd just be do the shtick and get off. They didn't overstay the welcome. They didn't beat up. Like as someone a mid card heel, so I, I like that. He just come and said the piece and you shouldn't do it. Like, this is this minimum. No, I know. Like stuff again. This is, I know, I know, Ben. But <laughs> the next time they come out, they should get done in by someone or something to get like someone over or something, you know. But I like. I that, did, it was inoffensive. It was. I like that Road Dog was. You know, we put the mic to the crowd and let them do the badass Billy Gunn bit, and yeah, you know, Sean was in the background, wasn't he doing the scissors? I think that was a clever way of like not letting the fans hijack because I think there was a lot of danger of that happening. You know, doing the yeah. yeah. Could have imagined. X Pac shouting out. 
China yeah. Benno as well, giving China a shout out. That was yeah, a good touch. That was nice. Where's recruit shout out? Hey? Where's uh, where's Tory shout out? I feel like there's a lot of uh, X the X members that get Horns Woggle. No, I hate them, Matty. Like, there, there is part of like this, you know, the way they like they tell the story now. Like, this was DX, this was never DX. Right, I've got one, Sean Michael I've got one, Benno. not in DX. Was the, the leader, time. he was the leader that now, yeah. Benno. It's like Triple H is the leader. The original fucking DX, Shawn Michaels, was the guy, wasn't yeah. he? I said this to them. Yeah. He was the one. But they've reckoned it now that, that they were all in it together. There was, what, like two separate nights on Raw where Shawn was like the commissioner and stood with them for a bit. Like, this was never DX. Like, it's even down to, like, X-Pac having that. Make some noise. Like, make a little noise. Thing, doesn't <laughs> they? they never did that. That wasn't a thing. You know? like, and Shawn Michaels doing that. We've got two words for you. He never did that either. That was... Um... He done it in old shit, Benno. Michael's done that in the old shit run. Count, he did. Not, I know what you're saying. That's not DX law to me. That's that's postscript. No, that's Regal's right. retirement run stuff. DX that's, law, uh... yeah. <laughs> no, I'll be honest, bro. Right, I'm 06 DX, 09 DX, oh. and 10 DX. No, Correct. I do the 06 one. But you're right. Remember it back in '97 where the outlaws were like kind of with them, but they weren't when they done Legion of Doom and that. They yeah. were unofficially with them. They were like hired guns for them. Yeah. Well, you're right. They weren't ever in the big group. There was like 10 of them together where they were all there. I still remember, Matty, that D uh, Generation X video that came out with Sean, Triple H, and China on the cover. And then the DVDs, uh, it's the new oh. Triple H and X pack in like, yeah. uh, in like a studio Oops, or something like that. Sean tries yeah. to ring them and they hang up on him. I thought that was a shoot when I was a kid. I yeah. was a stupid 12 year old. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, oh, why, why is he hanging Rousseau up on Rousseau produced Sean that, fellow. <laughs> that was Rousseau VHS, that wasn't it? Definitely. <laughs> that VHS was funny because it was. It was that crossover time frame wasn't it from the sean and triple h yeah. dx which to me is the proper dx that 97 with rick rude with china yeah so, oh yeah there's yeah. a shout for the 98 yeah. one that was great too but yeah this idea that it's all one big unit now no never happens stop it lies yeah there was shit lads however i did in 97 because i thought the music but that was that was a very fucking long time ago. Twenty-five <laughs> years as to go on there. Yeah. Like, season premiere. When was when? There's, when have they had a, ever had a finale? And to quote Way, now I won't bother. I'll just binge watch all of it in September before the new season starts. Is that how it's <laughs> Imagine there yeah. should be. It's Benno, Benno. Benno. mate. Can I give you hell. one here, or can you think of someone? JP, That's who from that? Who, what would this be like? like? What would this be like, Benno, in 1972? Someone coming out in 1997 and saying, like, it's 25. Is it like, is Bruno in 72? Is, he, is that what we were saying? Fucking Pedro Morales like coming out. Yeah, Pedro Morales coming out on Raw in 97. Yeah, like, thanks for the thanks for support over 25. The demands is it go happen? over. Yeah. Come over, kid. Beats up all the current stars. All right, Pedro. Fuck off. It's like when Bob Backlund come back in 93. That was 10 years and he sold that like it was 100 years, JP. Yeah. <laughs> uh, WF champion old fella, come on. in 1972 yeah. was Pedro Morales, who won it from Ivan Koloff, lost it to Stan oh, the yeah. Man Stasiak. Stan the Man Stasiak oh, turned it up on Attitude yeah. Era Raw. There's your... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, tag, teaming, tag teaming with the sun. No, no, I'm thinking of Ivan Putski. My yeah. bad. No, Sean Stasiak wasn't Stan got the video packages, but he wasn't actually on it. When Sean came into it, he got the video packages, but it was Scott Putsky and Ivan Putsky who'd done the tag with the King and Brian Lawler on it. That was the mixed tag on Raw. Back Sean. He came up on the, uh, the flashback show last week. But, uh... Oh, he did. Oh, he did. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but anyway, I think that's enough to do the WWF talk for uh, for one day slash the WWE talk. Any other notes, Marty? Anything else you wanted to uh, to mention? I, I do think no, the TV has uh, been better, if not well beaten. Um, even if I didn't love most of the paper. Yeah, it's that. It's as I say, Ben. It's just like even they they are a bit slow burn. If if you do watch it week to week, like JP said, you're not getting insulted anymore. Like it's following on. It's you know, it might as I say, it might be a bit slow, but you're still getting payoffs and follow ons. And long may it continue for me. It's still yeah. I mean, it's still competency, isn't it? It's amazing what like the kind of goodwill that competency will ultimately get you. Well, should we change yeah. tack, JP? Should we talk another subject? We've got a uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. I mean, you know, bear in mind, obviously, show notes are there um, for a reason. Um, if, uh, if some of this chat isn't for you, this is like better. It is like the, the match of the day scores on the news like tearing away now. Everyone start <laughs> listening now. <laughs> That's what it's like. <laughs> We're going to be recording yeah. on the Wednesday night because it's a Tuesday Dynamite. There'll be two Dynamites to talk about. It'll be an AW heavy show. We will be talking yeah. some AW later today, but again, it's a Tuesday show, so you know we're very close to Dynamite. So we'll uh, we'll do that uh, after the uh, this next topic. But do you want to talk some uh, talking the other big show of the weekend? I want to talk some Impact JP? Some uh, some yeah. Bound for Glory. I know you're desperate to uh, to talk some of that. I actually don't want to start with Bound for Glory itself. I want to start with the uh, the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Did any of you see this on the uh, on JP's the favorite IQ? Scott Lee. I- Mate, I'm surprised he managed to speak because his brain must have been really fucking <laughs> I love All this. that Mensa training he was doing. He did sound more like a normal human being here. He did. Just to he throw did. that in. Again, the, the lowest of fucking common denominators. Scott Levy, JP, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Scott. Uh, I'm yeah. a genius. Why are you driving around Milwaukee <laughs> wrestling then? Like, seriously, why aren't you working in the fucking Not it. Like, seriously. <laughs> Maths is brilliant. I, I'm, I'm going to get stabbed with a fork by this bloke. <laughs> Drive around with Tajiri. We're all burnt, aren't we, JP, from all those? It was like in the in the, uh, in the the early 2000s, the only two shoot you usually get, but they were either Jim Cornetto or they were Raven. Like, you know, every, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't move for the fuckers, could you? Like, he was constantly out there with his straight shooting and his breakdown of matches and, yeah, telling us all about his, uh, his genius IQ. I thought this was a really nice, like, segment they did you know considering it's it's impact they know who they are you know i appreciate that they've kept this hall of fame going you know they're not it's not you know the biggest names in the world they're putting in the, in this hall of fame it's who they can get but as far as the name he meant something to tna especially those early days like raven definitely yeah. you know that little asylum thing, years definitely Jarrett, you know that was a big moment for me but it was a nice moment for him because he's you know he's probably not getting in the wwe hall of fame anytime soon and you know having tommy dreamer induct him was a nice moment oh yeah great. ending yeah. it with him ddt and tommy as well yeah was, oh, amazing go, wasn't it um, yeah amazing good it was he was clearly nervous like he even said himself and i think he's got some and he said it was he had a shoulder, bad shoulder but ah, i don't yeah. know those shakes he had were maybe felt like they might have been something else who knows who knows it's an old-timey wrestler what are you gonna say but yeah it was nice you know he talked his, his career talked dcw put over Heyman, put over sam man you know a lot of guys didn't mention poor stevie richards still gets a, a dog's life from uh from raven but mentioned a few of those names and stuff and kind of talked through his career painted themselves as like the last of the the last one to come through those territories and tommy dreamer put over the influence he had on people like uh like cm punk even if cm punk doesn't want to admit it um i thought it was really cool like a good great memories of raven one of the all-time great wrestling characters and it mm. was uh you know a uh, bit of a bearing in mind you know bit of a shitty person and things he said on those shoot interviews you know yeah. are enough 
you know, to in, in to, to cancel him alone. Never mind, you know, whatever else you know could potentially come out one day about him. Not a great person by his uh, by his own standards, but yeah, I thought it was uh, it was well done, and yeah, it was a good way to you know look back at his uh, his career. I thought, JP. Yeah, uh, his run. I mean, within the context of like TNA, it was the first feud that connected because he'd been released. Like it was one of these things. He'd just been released the week for- before. The week yeah. before, wasn't it? So, and he didn't have the no compete for whatever reason. That kind of wasn't there. So he We're turned up. About him. <laughs> and it's, it's the fact he turned up. He felt still close enough to ECW and WCW that he didn't feel kind of washed up because you're talking about 2003 here. It's yeah. the way. It's also the fact that guy has the sign with the was it Vince Fears Raven like kind of behind him as he's as he's coming down. And that started to become really part of like. Every time you saw TNA, this is how he was kind of introduced. And it was the fact that on those weekly buy rates, it was the show that did the best. JP, that- they were turning people away at the door. That yeah. was the first feud that they actually legit jam-packed and, at the asylum. The and it was the first time when they, they kind of fucked up, really. Yeah. Rather like Monty Brown, they should have put the title on him. It was hot. They did eventually, and then he ended up losing it in something that was non-TV as well. But he was, he was like kind of important. He was like, a name at a point where they really couldn't afford many names who could, who did have still, a, you know, as much as I, I take the piss, it did have a degree of meaning at that point in time. And then was always kind of, you know, happy to go back and be in those mid card feuds with abyss, much like, you know, recreating the stuff he did at WrestleMania 17. He is an important figure within that. And then you look at the wider element of his career. He was, he was influential at that point in time one of the few ECW wrestlers going to WCW, which worked. And really, when yeah. you think about it, should have been one of those people that should have been pushing into the main events. Like, should have been a guy they should have recognised, like, hang on a minute, this is something different from what we've got. And the way the flock were produced as that well. That Goldberg match, all-timer, yeah. isn't it? That Goldberg match. Oh, so oh, yeah. oh unbelievable. <laughs> All the flock running in, stop signs, weapons. Yeah, it was Goldberg's yeah. best match at that point, wasn't it? It was like, a, yeah, it was only match. Really, Probably still, it was best. Yeah. But JP, do you remember the, uh, when Douglas shaved his head in TNA the wrong way with the razors, and it it cut his head yeah. and scarred it? Fucking hell, he was back gritted teeth there, wasn't it? That was rough, that. <laughs> Fucking Shane, isn't it? Your mate, is yeah. you know, it's probably those Birkenhead pints, isn't he? Before Rip his fucking scalp off, the fucker. <laughs> I, uh, I've always had a soft spot for Raven, though. Like, I love, you know, he yeah. mentioned in the speech, like, you know, his WWF run, you know, at least the second one as Raven. You know, it didn't exactly go well, but we'll all remember, you know, the, the three-way match at Mania 17. The, uh, yeah. With the Rhino, golf the golf, so. the, the shopping trolley match, Benno, against that, Rhino as that. well, next month. Bob. But, like, I loved his WCW run, you know, at the time. I was aware of ECW and seeing bits of it and Bravo and stuff, and I was aware of, like, you know, the stuff with Tommy and uh, Stevie and all that stuff. But, like, he was a... He was cool, wasn't he? Like at a t- you know, he felt again, you know, of the time, didn't he? Like current. Yeah, yeah. He did though, like I'm wrong. Like he did. No, he did. So. No, he did. But I'm taking, taking a lot of borrowing a lot from Kurt Cobain, like uh, yeah. but you know, like this. Yeah, <laughs> he was the first wrestler I saw wearing like you know, wearing Sonic Youth and Dinosaur yeah. Junior t shirts. But like yeah. you know, the, the flock at a time like, when grunge was kind of a thing. We were basically know. heroin addicts, like on telly. Like that yeah. was that was the gimmick. Yeah, right? yeah. Like they were on there, yeah. like yeah, in the yeah. front row and he, he wanted to be wrestling his cut. Spaced out, they were all spaced out, weren't he? Just fucked yeah. staring at the matches. But Ben even that when uh, 
before he went in 99 with that infamous story, the best in it where Bischoff has that big meeting and he says to anyone, if anyone in here doesn't agree with it, you can just leave now, get the release. And he just puts his hands up and walks out, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but he was with Vampiro and the ICPs, the Deadpool. That would have been Bosch, so cool. Yeah, that would have, that's what I mean. Even in 99, that would have been fucking Bosch if he wouldn't have quit. Like, Brilliant. That's the one I always remember Finn Martin saying in Power Slam, you know, they had the, uh, the type of momentum that is surely to be crushed by WCW within a matter of weeks than it was. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I loved all of that stuff. Like I say, the stuff when Sandman came in even, you know, the stuff with Canyon, you know, his DDP feud at, uh, in WCW. Oh, yeah. Well. Like, that was great. And while I was in there as well, one in a freeway, yeah, Ben, of the other yeah, freeway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Leaned maybe a bit too much on the hardcore stuff, but overall, like, I, yeah, I thought he had a great run there. Could have been, could have been more. Got on the front cover of uh, WCW vs. Versus NWO Revenge somehow. Revenge, uh, yeah. yeah. It's the stables, thing? wasn't it? It's all, it's all the stable leaders in it. I, I figured that out the other week. I said, why is he there? It's like Hogan, Nash, Goldberg, uh, Goldberg representing WCW. And yeah. then the flock, Raven. So it's all like the, the, the groups. Yeah, wild though. But uh, yeah, as a as a great crew. Yeah, it was it was. I just thought it was a nice uh, nice thing for them to do on the uh, on the pre show. But yeah, skipping over to the uh, the main show mm. for uh, for Barn for Gory, and um, we'll kind of go highlights, kind of what stopped for us. And I think there's uh, I think there's only one place to start. I think we uh, we all loved it. It's getting a lot of praise, and it absolutely deserves the praise. Only saw it today. Only finished the uh, the show today. But I thought, yeah, Ma- Massa Samovich and uh, and your girl Jordy Jordan uh, Jordan Grace absolutely. Oh, it on this show i thought this was this was as far as match of the week goes it was between this and that brawl and brutes match i mentioned before i'd probably go probably go 4.25 on it but just such a fun hard hitting match hard hitting execution wise like dead on not um, yes which yes let's just say specific to impact you don't always get in the knockouts division there are some some rotten wrestlers in that knockouts division these two an absolute step above step above the this was better than any aw women's match i've seen i would say this year um don't know if that's like going too high on it but i I can't think of anything that come close to it it was yeah it was great like a hard-hitting inventive great finish jordan grace like this is the best I've ever seen a look. Like even from a look point of view, like you know the everything, the, the everything, way she's, the shape she's in now, the hair, the gear. She's a, she looks like a megastar. And then having Masha Slamovich, who I believe turned a lot of heads at uh, at uh, WXW uh, last week, like having her out there as like this up and comer, this challenger. She's fantastic as well. You know, not quite all the way there yet, but absolutely slotted in. I just thought I just thought they had incredible chemistry, and yeah, didn't had. Didn't hesitate to go 4.25 on it. They really pulled me in. I thought it was head and shoulders above Matty Everett else on the show. Yeah, and it's what like we've been saying on the when we've been doing the impact show reviews, we all agree Jordan Grace should be doing this. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, JP. I'll be honest. I've looked at this before and I was like, I haven't really seen Slamovich. You know what I mean? And I thought, oh, this could yeah. be. But when they positioned this second to last for the knockout, I thought, well, it must, it must be all right. This it's going to be good. But I was even blown away. I agree with everything you said, Benno. It was flawless for me. It was just everything worked perfect. There was no missed nothing. Big spots, that made money in the bank on the apron. And I'm oh. even I'm getting desensitised to apron spots. But that was a creative, good-looking one as well. It was just fucking the finish. But this is, as you say, JP, this is what she should be presented like, Jordan Grace. And this was, the, as I say, Benno, was the best she's ever looked all round. She was just, she was brilliant in this. Really good. 
yeah, I, I mean, I go with you guys. I mean, on the app, I put down uh, four stars, but I yeah, can see why. The way this felt for me was like, it was almost like UFC in build, where you've got a quite dominant champion who is getting better up against someone who's on a hot winning streak. And you don't know whether or not they're going to be able to do it. And ultimately, it was, it was quite definitive, really, for her to win, as it should be. And I could see her being the one who kind of take, who, you know, Mickey James's career. But this is like a really good, tidy run. We've said this for quite some time over as, as we've done these shows. As you said, Matty, we've always come back to, she's getting better. She's yeah. really getting better. These matches are good to the point where she is like head and shoulders, the best woman in that division. She sets herself up for an interesting kind of bidding war. It's a unique look. She's got herself into such ridiculously like shredded shape, but her work is good. Like her work is, it is improved all round. And yeah, you, you know, Masha Slamovich, you know, that's, this is, you know, one of the times you're going to be able to build it up as her going right now. And how am I going to get around there? How am I going to take it there? And that in itself creates like an interesting little storyline. But yeah, this was match of the night on, on this show. And yeah, I, I was just, it's, it's like a reward really for seeing, like you say about this division. And yeah. sometimes some of the yeah. people you see, where they go with like a tire Valkyrie and the rest. And you go, no, just it's that really good run, which is kind of what Josh Alexander's done as well, generally with like a lot of his main event matches. It's very similar kind of runs of watching people establish themselves. We said on the weekend show, you know, as as high as we've been on these impact pay-per-views and the B pay-per-views even, we haven't really watched a bad one this year. We looked at this card and went, yeah, but where's the match from this time? Alexander in there with, you know, just someone I'm not particularly excited to see in Eddie Edwards. Like It was like, okay, maybe that. But we we skipped over this, didn't we, JP? We didn't even consider that this would be... this, This match carried the show. Without this match... Like, I think I would be sat here going, okay, this is the first big impact show I've seen this year that disappointed me. And it's their big show of the year, Ben, always. That's mm. what I mean. I went into it cold, definitely. Didn't feel like it had a big match, and this ended no. up being it, and I want more of that. Yeah, like I say, yeah, I think with Jordan, for everything you said there, JP, about how good she is in ring, I can't underest- understate the biggest thing she's got going is she feels like a star. She feels yeah. like she's never going to AEW based on the, the way Gresham was treated there, I don't think. I don't want her to go to WWE, so I don't necessarily know what the next step is for her because she feels bigger, bigger than Impact. I would say, yeah. um, maybe she just stays in Impact, and you know, we got little matches like this if they can. You know, she's young enough, Ben, though, isn't she, to to, to see this that. out yeah. for a few more years and then that. go to WWE. She's not knowing near thirty, is she? Maybe like yeah. twenty six, something like that. Yeah. So she's got a lot left in the tank. Yeah, a lot left in the tank, definitely. But I suppose if they can gear up Killer Kelly, you know, they've got hair, you know, rematches with Master Slamovich, you know, there's things impacting. Mickey James is the one. She'll end that career, I think, JP. Yeah. She should, shouldn't she? That's a good one. That would be a good shout, that. Could be it. That could be it too. But they'll absolutely loved it. Like I say, trending four point oh eight on the uh, on the on the grapple app. I went four point two five and it's on that the highest of the lot. But yeah, head and shoulders for me, the uh, the best match on the show. Um I didn't think it a lot of Josh Alexander and Eddie Edwards. I just, I don't know. They, oh. they managed to pull me into it in the end, I think. Like, I was like... It was good, Ben. I like that well, one. Well, I, I did like... I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say it was bad, on. but I would say, like, you know, 10 minutes from the end, I was like, I mean, this is a three-and-a-half-star match. I'd seen the grapple rating, and because the grapple rating for that is trending towards four as well. And I was like, I just don't really see it, you know? It just Maybe it's just my lack of investment in Eddie Edwards. I just, he's not... I love him, Benno. He's, he's one of my good. underrated... I love Eddie Edwards though. I don't know what it is. I just fucking love him. I think he can go in there with anyone. He got 
W Morrissey. He res- resurrected his fucking. I know he's on AEW now, but he got decent mm. matches out of him. He can work in there with anyone, and I think it's a solid challenger for Alexander. Because I said on the last one, the running out of fucking challengers, and look who we're getting at the fucking next one, isn't it? By the looks of it, let's be honest. We'll so I think Edwards is a big yeah. step. Exactly, <laughs> it's a big step up from who's coming up. Yeah, but out of one. Well, yeah, what, you know what, what I was going to say so, was, I was like, I was like, yeah, this is a three and a half star match. It's fine. It's functional. Yeah. Doesn't really feel like the main event of Bound for Glory. I did think the finishing sequence was good. It can maybe up me to like three point seven five. I wouldn't go higher yeah. than that on it though. But yeah, if you liked it more than me, fair enough. You were a you were a bit were you a big fan, JP? I, I went three and a half. I'm pretty much the same as you. I went three and a half stars. It just didn't have the drama. I didn't think Alexander was losing. So yeah. in that sense, that's the problem. I wasn't invested necessarily on the no more stuff, which is now gotten, which is now kind of finished. And then I don't know the spoilers yet from the the next set of tapings and everything. Oh, do you not know, JP? Well, I'll go well, into that in a minute. We'll, the, we'll fucking cover stuff. Yeah, I'm assuming that they've gone in the direction post-match with Bully Ray, the fucking toxic influence. Well, I haven't... Right, well, I haven't... I'm only crew. He told me today about something else that I'm... I can't believe we haven't touched on it, boys. If we can just skip right to it. Why the fucking hell, right? And I don't lose me fucking shit. Why the fuck did Kazarian beat Mike Bailey. Can anyone explain to me? That was the worst thing I've spent on. It was shocking, mate. We what is going on, lad? Like, the idea that, it like, is... you put him over, like, one, like somebody who's getting a bit of buzz in Mike Bailey, which is a yeah. bad enough decision in its own, but it was like, when it happens, it was like, okay, maybe it's nostalgia. You know, it's like, oh, he's an old TNA head. I don't agree with the decision, but I can get the thinking. Like, based on these spoilers, spoilers for Impact coming up, if anyone's bothered Bad. to get ahead if you are. Worst ever, you know. He does the option C thing and just cashes in immediately and goes for yeah. the... And he's in a tournament, Bailey. He's back in the tournament. It's fucking awful. It's awful. Yeah, oh, it my is. God. Kazarian is not well. Bailey's been amazing. Like, no. You know. Bailey's been one of the best things this year. We've all said that, haven't really? we? We all love him. Oh, it's what a fucking waste that is. They were the three head scratchers on the show. Kazarian and Bully Ray. Sorry, JP. Yeah. No, no. They, they had three champions set up. Like we mentioned this with Jordan Grace, Josh Alexander, Mike Bailey in there as well. Like the three divisions where they've had the settled kind of champion. What does this Kazarian stuff mean? It means nothing other than the fact we could use him and we have to use him in a prominent way in order to kind of rebuild the relationship with AEW. So they might be able to send over a few more people, which is all very weird and ad hoc anyway. But it's, yeah, the booking just makes no sense. And then you put in a tournament and you just kind of, if it was moving Mike Bailey onto bigger things, then, oh, okay, I could see if he this. he was cashing in, if he was doing the option C thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> interest. Kazarian do it as no, it, because you just didn't think they're going to, I wouldn't have thought they're going to put the, the, they would put the belt on, on Kazarian for it. However, I could see them being conned into putting the belt on Bully Ray. I could easily see that fucking happening. And it <laughs> makes you think it's that fucking TNA gene. That doesn't go away. You can call yourself Impact. It's that TNA gene. It's Hello. like aces and eights. We can make- the only thing I'll say about Bully Ray, the only positive about it is he is like a bit of a TNA legend kind of thing with Bully Ray, hey. but he shouldn't be nowhere near that title now, though, should he? Let's be honest. Me and you. What the fuck? We are the poster yeah. boys for loving that era. Like, I can't yeah. say enough good things about, like, how good he was. As, like, 10 years ago? Yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. That's the problem. It's a decade ago. It's, <laughs> you know, it's booking Bruno in, you know, like, 1994. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's, you know, he was... He was absolutely fantastic as the leader of the bases and eights. He got himself in shape. He was, you know, 
company leading heel. He deserved more. And when he went to WWE with Devon and they did the nostalgia run, he should have got a Bully Ray run in WWE. I genuinely yeah. Yes, he that. should have. He put the work in. He was in the shape. He deserved the chance to do that there. It never happened. He became a fucking radio host. And this is what all this is. The worst than Tony Khan. They just want to get on Buster. It's serious, isn't it? That's it it all is. it is. That's what it is, yeah. That's all yeah. it is. I wrote that down. Yeah. How fucking important is Busted Open? Yeah. What is it? The... Uh, is it what the fucking Andrew Marr show of bloody um, <laughs> JP, of wrestling it's, radio? It's not the New York Post, it. is it? It's not the front page of the New York Post, is it? <laughs> no, not the front page of USA Today. <laughs> That's the one. Sorry, I always say New York Post because of Rousseau. Fucking hell! <laughs> I'm assuming that they'd happily murder someone to get on the front page of the New York Post, uh, but no, instead, impact. instead, the murder in the title to get on fucking busted open radio, like those remember uh, those fucking nerds who go front row at AW shows with big fucking signs of like the, the busted open or like the host's faces and stuff like yeah. I don't understand it why is it so fucking oh, it's ridiculous but yeah I, I don't I, bringing them out in the battle royal is a nostalgia thing you got a big pop yeah not to win though for the moment oh, yeah, to be the next title challenger like I know desperate times uh, the one the, maybe a slight defense I'll make is it's not like there's a big list of names you know, they went yeah. with Eddie Edwards on Down for Glory. That yeah. maybe shows you where. But Benno, this is what JP says though, and he's right. He said it every Impact show we review. We're big fans, me of Trey, Mike Bailey. Why aren't they getting pushed up to fight Josh? Yeah, Why are they so recycled in the X again? Yeah. They've had, we've seen it in the X division Ace enough Austin. times. Time to Ace Austin. Let these guys step up because they deliver up boss matches with the monkey. Why do, can't they, he do that? job in building them. Yes, it's yes. <sighs> it's a Dixie Carter, isn't it? Maybe she's back. Maybe she's... Yeah. Uh, involved. Well, have you it's seen who the tag champs are, Benno? Have you seen who the tag champs are, JP? Not based on the spoilers, no. now, is it? Go on. Because, obviously, Taven and Bennett have left, haven't they? Because, you know, they, so they have to drop the belt. It's that new up-and-coming hungry tag team of Rhino and Heath are the oh, tag champions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're doing nostalgia for a shit to be the 2010s act. ECW, what's going on? What the fuck, boys? Fucking hell. Come on, lads, he has kids. That's the thing. Raven going in the Hall of Fame is the type of nostalgia you want. Bully Ray coming out in the Battle Royale is the type of nostalgia you want. Not, you know, Kazarian going over, Bully being in the title scene yet. It never ends well, does it? Um, Do we have any other positive notes from the gauntlet itself? Who else turned up? Who else was there? Tommy Dreamer, Raven. It was an ECW. You know who's who? Right. Johnny Swinger was funny. Johnny Swinger. Oh, you trying yeah, to get an yeah. ECW. Trying uh, to get in. Yeah, that was <laughs> genuinely. Yeah, I liked that. I, but Bobby Fish <laughs> I thought getting it. in his hometown, oh, getting booed and seeing that. <laughs> that was great, and he looked awful. Yeah, I just bad. thought he actually yeah. didn't look in shape. He just didn't look good there at all. Just been wholeheartedly rejected. Good. They seem to like Joe Hendry. I don't know yeah. why that <laughs> kind of is. Um, and I thought it was somewhat of a waste of... I mean, I wanted to see Steve Macklin win. That would have been... Again, you talk about people to push up there. They've done such a good job with Steve Macklin. So he's gotten in it. He actually does mean something. And then you could have even gone to... Old you traditional, him, don't you, ben, old faithful moose who they love <laughs> going back to. Lineup, like, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he robbed your house, Ben, you got a glimpse of him, and then two days later, I have to go do a lineup. You would get a picture. You would have picked. You would have picked the right fellow, would you? He'd get away. He would literally rob your house. <laughs> 
This fucking gunner's getting locked up, is it? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone's got someone's getting wrongfully fucking sent down here. Free with us, JP. But anyway, <laughs> um, but also with that battle, Sammy Callahan boys looks like him and fucking EY is the next few, doesn't it? With them guys in the fucking yellow yeah. hoodie. Did you see them? I don't know who they were. You know Sammy, what I mean? Like, he's new, violent by design. I think. Yeah, you just want anyone, Matty, on Sammy Callahan, you know, and is running. I got, I got very into it. You know, say what you want about it, but te- him and te- him and Tessa Blanchard had a very, very yeah. good couple of matches. Oh. Um, and he had like as the ace of this, you know, bearing in mind what impact was at that point it is now. You know, he worked and he did, he did probably the best work yeah. of his career, and he was like the the top guy in the company for a while. Now that that runs over, he just feels a bit lost, I think, like an impact now. It just feels a bit yeah. like he feels a little motivated. He's, yeah. he's just a, a body, isn't he? It's, um, it's almost, it's almost then, a shame, again. You know, he he looks, if he turned up in GCW doing death matches, I wouldn't be that surprised. There's that kind yeah. of look ultimately of, of perhaps where he is. And really, we are past, you know, what he's, the things he would have done in, in impact in terms of headlining and yeah. the rest of it. We've, we've kind of done on that as much as anything upper mid card wanting to get a kind of newer guy over that's what his role is but people become unmotivated in that role don't they not what they actually get into wrestling to do is to be that guy who's you know who's who's there going to be putting over over younger guys but i mean for what he means for them and their value like it's he's he's some of the laws have time for that's what I mean, JP. It's in Moose and Machling, your guy there. Yeah. Them three who's had that feud, they all have to get rehab now and put onto someone else, and it's going to be interesting to see who they get paid off with. Yeah. So, any other notes on the uh, the undercard from this? Oh, um, I've got to mention it, boys. Sorry, JP. Before we go into that, I just have to mention a quick thing on my envy, Mickey James. Did you get onto the tribute to "I'm Sorry, I Love You," JP? Did you get onto it? You know the Michaels, Ric Flair. I, I did, did you, see that towards yes, yeah. By you, I love you trying to like make it this big dramatic. And to be fair, I didn't mind that match. To be fair, JB no, did give fun. it a go, and it was yeah, it was, and it was like because their career was on the line. It did, I did get into it a bit more, like yeah. but just that. I'm sorry, it, was, it cracked me up. It, I, I would say for the for the run, you know, Mickey James is kind of like again someone who you're always going to be able to put out there yeah. has been there and kind of done it all now at this point within wrestling, and I. I kind of predict for her that she'll be coaching in WWE in no time. They'll be getting her in and and doing the odd match. Don't get me wrong, but like that's where I think she'll, she'll end up being Mia Yim. This has been a good little run, been a tidy six month run. It's proper like getting into a territory. I mean, if she's never, her matches have always been better than what I had seen of her previously. I was like, Oh, okay. You know, this is felt like a kind of a lot more together. It felt like it was a good, rehab project for yeah. what I imagine a confidence in terms of being able to kind of iron out kinks the character that's like you know impact is perfect for that yeah. you get to she goes to stuff. AEW JP now won't she yeah. definitely yeah definitely go there with which people, you, know? you know we get into the argument of she would she would end up being a body within the division <sighs> whereas impact it. does do a better job ultimately yeah. and you saw it in the call your gauntlet match of actually potentially building other stuff coming up in yeah. the future with stuff involving Tyler Wild, uh, T- Taylor Wild, and um, Killer Kelly, yeah. you know, or or, or Tasha Steels. Tasha Steels, yeah, yeah. You know, there's fun. There's there's stuff there. It's a it's a division that has been like, but you you've been rewarded with the patience generally for kind of yeah uh, yeah sticking around there. 
Definitely. Yeah. But that tag um, match, JP, was you your yeah. big was you a fan of that? It was good, wasn't it? I thought I it thought was, it was uh, good. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> it proper built it proper built up there. What you mostly city machine guns, JP, one of the best, aren't they? Like I, I still love seeing them today mm. having tag matches to this day. Like they're great. Oh yeah. And I think yeah. this was like, I mean, in many ways, given the fact that they were off, like, why didn't you put the belts back on the Motor City machine guns? It would have been the sensible choice to do. Ultimately. I think, again, like, this has been, and I will disagree on this, Matt Taven, for me, as a tag wrestler with Bennett, this is this is kind of, at this point in time, that's the best place for him. Like, I, if they turned up in AEW as a tag team, I wouldn't have necessarily minded. Now, it sounds like that's not going to be the case. It doesn't seem like Mike Bennett or Maria Canellis are ever going to end up back in WWE. They might do now. Vince has gone or whatever, but they didn't seem remotely happy. But again, this run's been quite good, particularly for Mike Bennett, who I think has yeah. quietly changed like a few minds in terms of like, actually, he's a decent old hand in there. And in the he tag is. team, you can do a lot worse. And if yeah. he hasn't got Matt Taven with him, you can team up with a younger lad and just have yeah. him within that. And that's his role. And that's absolutely fine within wrestling uh, as well. So I did that much. I went like three and a half stars on. I thought it was like kind of. I went three seven five on this one there, JP. I thought it was that super kick at the end. Maria took that like a champ as well, oh, didn't she? That was, I great. It was fucking brilliant. Does, it? Yeah, mm. yeah. And can I say though, boys? I'm going all the way production here, Ben. On you, have you noticed the way? Remember, I said last time when they were fighting in the crowd and impact, they made up to show you the actual people there. Did yeah. you get on the hard cam not being on the entrance where that usually is? It's actually side on now because there's actual people in the crowd. Yeah. And I, I like that now. Genuinely was. It was never that way for ages. Mate, it was always the hard cam on the on the entrance way. Made up I was that. Googling the Washington Armory Centre about it. Big old yeah. fucking it's a basket. They play basketball there. It holds about four thousand people. It's like high school basketball. Holds four thousand people. Do you reckon they got what? Imagine four thousand people turning they? up to your fucking yeah. school football games. Yeah. Jesus, you'd shit yeah. yourself, wouldn't you? <laughs> Seven <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. This got real, isn't it? You're going to get yeah, like, proper abuse. Was, three people's dads would turn up, you know, at best. <laughs> For our kids, sometimes yeah. it would be my dad. <laughs> I was made up when I seen that, though, like the hard, because I thought, right, they made up because they actually got people, you know, you know what I mean? Because these shows we've sat through uh, for a couple of years, it's been dark arenas where yeah. you see about 50 people and it's like, Come on, but I was made up for that. I, I, you know, I'm always behind Impact JP. I always want them to do well, like no, always. Any yeah. if I was in an area where they had like a big pay per view on or something, I'd go. Like I'd love. They're coming back over next year, Benno, to over oh. here. You know, they're, they're doing a show over here, yeah, and going to Canada. Of the always in Canada, but doing like a a tour over here. Apparently, oh, I have to go along to that. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Some book of mishaps aside, yeah, enjoyable, uh, enjo- some enjoyable stuff uh, on the show uh, from all their reliable impact. But yeah, we should uh, we should move on to some uh, some AEW matters and AEW uh, adjacent matters. I think the uh, the big news story in the last couple of days is obviously a bigger story that broke uh, feels like six years ago now. Uh, <laughs> night of last week's uh, dynamite, but. Uh, John Moxley signing a, a new uh, five year deal with uh, mm. with AEW. I thought it was interesting the way they. Uh, they kind of announced this the night before is uh his defense against uh against Nick Gage and GCW. I kind of felt like that. I know I, I was split on it because it on the one hand, I think I just assumed that like Moxley couldn't possibly lo- lose to Nick Gage. And then the fact that they planted that out there made me go, oh, actually, 
now that that contract specifically says he's only going to work for AW and AW's partners, maybe he actually is going to lose to Nick Gage. So maybe they created a bit more uh, intrigue than, than was actually uh, already there for that. But interesting uh, timing nonetheless. But yeah, that uh, that signing of Moxley did, was coupled with him uh, turning up at uh, GCW having... Uh, a match with Nick Gage. I don't know if you've uh, both seen it. Um, it was, uh, yeah. I've watched it. Man. It was a spectacle. I don't know. That's the word. Even I can't defend it. It, wasn't it was better than I thought it'd be, though, Ben. I'll have to say that. I thought it'd be Nick a lot, lot worse. Better than he has done. But he's yeah. even for what Nick Gage was. Like, if we're going to say peak Nick Gage was him shitting the bed on Dynamite with Chris Jericho, he still lo- looks worse than that, but he looks better than he did. You know when they did that Hammerstein show where he just looked extremely out of shape and you know yeah. at death's door still doesn't move around the ring great still feels like he's on limited uh, slash borrowed time but yeah they got out of the uh, the bind GCW by uh, yeah uh, having uh, Stokely Hathaway and uh, your boy W Morrissey um, come out the and, big fella uh, yeah yes. take out uh, take they choke slam through the glass oh, fucking great choke slam and, and, like- and he come out with the barbed wire around it's fucking brilliant yeah. I like yeah, that the way they did really it as good. well. He did that spot and it wasn't the finish. Like they gave yeah. Moxley that's, the kick out, which puts Gage over more because then he gets to beat him yes. with a move still. Um, that's the get out on both sides, isn't it? You know, but it's a big momentum shift, on. isn't it? So you can, yeah. 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 That's the Eddie Guerrero and Brock Lesnar finish. Like, you know, when, Gold, when Eddie yeah. wins the world, Goldberg comes out and spears Lesnar and everyone thinks Eddie's going to win and he kicks out of that and then he gives him the frog splash and pins him. I always remember fucking what a great finish that. A bit, of, a bit of way it's having your cake and eating it too, isn't it? You're doing both yes. really yeah. hard, yeah. Um, but I suppose that was the way out. Um, but I don't know. Any thoughts on cage marks in general? I don't know, I think we can't have it. Was it was rubbish, man. Yeah. Just better what I've been. I, better, <laughs> I thought it'd be it. horrific, though. I thought it'd be horrific, but it wasn't. It just didn't bother me. It was like just a slightly, it was a toned down death match. So it was death match, but it wasn't that death matchy. If you can think of it, it wasn't like full-born lads pissing blood out of their arms and all the rest of it. Um, it it makes if you're AEW, it makes sense. I think the idea was as well he didn't want to do like the fact he was being advertised on these shows and it puts that pressure on him as well. And I think that's not good. Maybe I don't know. There's a whole lot of things where five-year contract with the idea of the kind of mentorship suggests there's a, like a real investment in him as a mind in wrestling which is interesting. Um, and I think that's that's a good way to go. That's a hell of a, like, you know, if they've learned anything, like, regardless of anything else, John Moxley is the is the reliable man to go to. The, the go-to guy, you're looking to put the belt on, on someone, he is the go-to guy. He's going to be consistently up in wrestler of the year lists now for the last few years. And it's an Fans every, like him, don't the GP as well. Fans, fans like him. Yeah. You even yeah. saw him at GCW. They wanted to hate him so much. And he, but he just got into the story. So, yes, so well. that's it. Yeah. And then at yeah, the end, yeah. you know, they they wanted to cheer him again. He's he's you know, he's yeah. very likable and authentic in that way. It's it's the this GCW run was kind of fine for what it was. It was a lot more than I ever thought it would be. Yeah, um, longer with him than you would have thought. It did get a lot longer with him. But let's face it, we're near dome season. <clears throat> we're gonna have we're gonna have Moxley Page coming up very, very soon. Moxley, MJ, there's much bigger fish to fry. And Moxley and you can't w. have world champ TV, doing fucking death matches in front of 500 people at the Ukrainian Cultural Centre. Like, <laughs> although, given the some ocean. of their fucking ticket sales, they might 
not not turn their nose up at the old Ukrainian cultural centre. So I like that little setup they had though, Venno, with in front of the ocean and outside. Yeah, I didn't mind that. that was the last yeah, I, I, yeah, like said. yeah, I like that. Yeah, maybe not in October though. <laughs> Would you want to be? I know. Yeah, it looks fucking nah. freezer, didn't it? <laughs> Actually, yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a good match. You know, like two star match maybe <laughs> it was uh and that's uh that's me as a noted nick gage fan i'm just happy that you know there's still a chance we'll get that dream of him uh making it over here one day and we'll get to be part of the entrance matty one day uh or maybe yeah we'll get on, a, uh, on a pay-per-view one of these day, days uh, they're gonna fucking hurt him though the way they're all jumping him the moment he comes out given the yeah. shape he's in as well like christ did you did you guys see any of the rest of the gcw show just before we do the rest of God, it no. i didn't i've I, seen I a bit of night one and yeah, of Ali Catch against that what's that tall oh, oh, what's the tall woman's name? Well <laughs> I see it uh, I see a bit of that, but uh, no, that was about it. I didn't see any of um night two was uh, the big one, wasn't it? Better uh, Rad- Radrick V Janella title V title. I didn't see the that big one. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the big one. <laughs> all the weekends wrestling. I know JP Radrick versus Joey Janella <laughs> is the big one. I find it hard to believe like the they had this gauge mox match like that they had to do at some point and they did it the same night as extreme rules like and not even that head to head with it yeah uh, really uh, yeah. do that the night two do you think yeah yeah i didn't really understand the, uh, the, the no the night one the night one was head to head gauge mox. no it's actually me you should have done the night two shouldn't you oh i see that yeah. Yeah, the match should have yeah. been yeah i was surprised at that like splitting uh, not that it turned out into being anything in the end but no no major notes from me on it yeah but um yeah, uh, Jordan Oliver and, uh, and Gresham was disappointing, to be honest, for kind of what I was maybe hoping out of it, considering I've been relatively high on uh, Jordan Oliver's work this year. It was it was a match. It was DCW. You know, we look at those cards, JP, every couple of weeks on the weekend, and go, ooh, ooh, that match. And then, in reality, <laughs> the never. It goes, it goes in one ear and out the other. Yeah. And oh, that pay-per-view finished me off with GCW. It proper finished me off properly. You know what I mean? It's like, I won't even, like... I'll casually maybe see what's but it's like no. I used to be like like yourself, bang into it and RSP was there and all that, but not now at all. It's like no, not for me. Well, moving on from there into the AW stuff, like I say, Mock signing uh signing that deal, the story out there that apparently uh, Renee might well uh, might well be joining him. Yeah, so, yeah, be interesting yep. to see uh, what she ends up uh, doing uh, in AEW after the uh, the couple of years out. But yeah, on the AEW front, yeah, it's been a been a little while, but you know, last I think last week's Dynamite, which is yeah a little bit aged now by the time we're recording. Hopefully, yeah, uh, next week uh, we'll be uh, a little bit more up to date with our Dynamite view and with there being uh, two shows to talk about with that special Tuesday one and us recording on wednesday but the thing last week was with this dynamite it was just it felt at least in the moment dwarfed by the news um you know the, the, mm. the fact the fact that the irony of mjf's big comeback the promo on the pay-per-view and all of that stuff got forgotten about in minutes as soon as cm punk you know ate those cakes and, uh, and opened his mouth and then gets his big in-ring comeback looks like a million bucks he's like got like 30 pounds worth of muscle on you know looks like it has a great little match with wheelie Utah and literally all anyone was talking about was the sammy guevara and uh, andrade backstage fight the news of which broke like five minutes before they hit the ring can't catch a break uh MJF, I mean, before we get to the, the quality of the show overall, at this point, a week later, any thoughts on Sammy and uh, Andrade? I suppose I'll go to you first, Matty. I know you've, uh, you haven't had a chance to, uh, to chime in on that one. I mean, that the thing about that story was, it was just like, you know, they, they both they both look like fucking knobheads on Twitter. Like, that was... That was yeah, that's bad. The yeah. fact that, like, yeah, I mean, I, I've got to say, 
I find it all extremely perversely entertaining. I love the backstage drama. I love the news stories coming out of it. But, you know, if I'm running AEW, the fact that you're allowing them to get anywhere near each other is pathetic. The fact that oh, they got warned as well, didn't they? They both got warned, apparently, yeah, the day before. Yeah, pathetic. What are, what are they doing anywhere near each other, though? And what's, you know, the idea that Sammy Guevara, you know, because his version of the story is, well, he only pushed him. And it's like, well, yeah, well, you know, I think Kenny Omega and... only tried to save a dog. Like, you know, what's the yeah. difference? Yeah, and he's been fucked up. Yeah. I suppose lawyers... He's the lawyer to save the dog. Do you not yeah. know this story? Come on. <laughs> I think maybe that's the difference, EVPs being involved and whatever. But yeah, another, you know, backstage sloppy shop uh, story over there. Andrade and Sammy, I think everyone, everyone saw it coming. It's just one of them, though, Ben. Andrade, he's begging to be fired, isn't he? He's dying to just go back to WWE. And then you've got Guevara, who's like... He's one of them, and he's everything that I, there's a constant in these. Like, you had the thing with King, didn't you? And then you had this. It's like, he's not like he, got he sent mustn't to be. And he refused to do a job. The thing with yeah. Sasha Banks, like, it's like the fourth off. Matt Hardy, even that wasn't yeah. even where he, like, he fucking threw that chair in Matt Hardy's face and stuff like that. It's like, Amity, and he concussed him when he got and that. That probably, probably wasn't his fault. And he's where... not 17, by the way. He's nearly 30. Let's just throw that yeah. out there. He's 30, like, in a couple It's of like, ah, uh, it just. He's just not likable at all, is he? You know, but I don't know. But Andrade is, you know, so obvious. And I think that's why. But I think he's going about it wrong. I think the more he does this, Cam won't let him go. He's just holding him against his will, won't he? It's like, it's just a fucking weird, just one of them things, isn't it? I, yeah, I think he'll ultimately let him go. Because you'll think? think of things like backs. I always, I always come to football where you just think of players who don't want to be there. You get rid because they end up. If, 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 but can like, I just leave him at home, though? But they affect, they affect them around. I'm thinking of yeah. him. Is he, is he like? Is he like Mesut Özil, basically? <laughs> uh, um, you know, he's just sort of doing and saying shit just to sort of almost piss people off in quite a petulant way. Um, I also don't think there's any value for him in AEW. I think there's, there comes a point where we, they've tried this. They, you know, with, even if Malachi comes back, Malachi Black comes back, which I'm, I don't know. I don't even care. I find myself kind of these are the things that you need to avoid backstage are these kind of things. I'm not one of these like kind of, you need people in there who are like grown ups basically. And I thought it was very noted in the Moxley promo that he said, like, like a lot of the, like a lot of the yeah. children backstage yeah. run your mouth yeah, and like, you know, chatting shit. And you just thought, yeah, that's what they're like, isn't it? It's a lot of, it's a lot of kind of bitching as well. It's just that, after a while, it's gonna end. It just ends up in a bad work atmosphere. It's and good leadership, Tony. Like, it is weak leadership, and nothing has really been done. As soon as that Twitter spat happened, you suspend both of them. Like you don't even bad have it. It's so bad. We said to Jericho to fuck off. Like if he's like, well, Sammy didn't throw a punch, and what he was involved, fuck off, go home. Nah. Like you know, he just goes. How many times he done it? Yeah. How many times he been involved? Is it's it just a coincidence? Saying. He's always there. He's, he's a naughty there. kid. Never accepts any blame, but they're always involved. But JP, Tony Khan drama was dancing videos at their fucking wedding, and he so he's got he's, he is Tony Khan, Shawn Mike, uh, Shawn Michaels, the Vince McMahon. <laughs> he's got something on him. Yeah, he is Shawn. He is. He fucking is. I'm telling you, he's got something on him, and he can just get away with murder. I'm telling you, the something they got. You seen them wedding videos? Them fucking dancing things he's doing. Fucking, Sammy, I like, hate all that. Any value we had as well is like the fact that the show ended with him in the ring, like celebrating. Like, there's no, there's no real heat there. There's the cheap heat of you know people getting on the back for yeah. on the promotions back for booking him in the first place. But you know that 
Pop potato though in the TNT belt, like kind of killed him off. Then there was the you know the rare you know the fact that he left his you know his fiance for 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 Ty Conti, and then they've been so unlikable on screen that they had to turn them heel. And there was the horrible segments with Cody and Brandy, and the horrible segments with you know the MMA lads and and all of that stuff. And it was just he's he's gone from someone who seemed to have a lot of promise that he's now he's, he's been stuck back with jericho again and it's not like oh this was the plan all along it was just oh we've had to turn him here what else are we going to do with him fuck it he goes back to jericho he's regressed to where he was two yes. years ago like i'd be happy with sammy taking a break suspend him for a few months and you know maybe let's try again and andrade and with ujp no loss like i think I think there was definitely, you know, we in a less cluttered AEW. I think there was definitely a time where they could have done something, but they fucked them up from the start. You know, putting them with Vicky Guerrero, yep. putting them with Chavo Guerrero. Vicky Dovello, the way family office stuff's been terrible. Yeah. He's not been great either. You know, it, you know, in ring a lot of the time and the angle stuff. He hasn't seemed into it, and he's, you know, he's been on TV, but it's been in. You know, throwaway backstage segments on Rampage a lot, and you know things that don't seem to have much comp. You know. Gravity, whatever the reason is, it just doesn't mean much to AW, and I just don't think he's worth the trouble. Nope. Uh, I know it's a bad, maybe a bad Preston for Tony Khan to just, you know, let people go back to the WWE and go back to to Papa nope. H, but I don't think it'd be that much of a travesty if he did let him go. Like it's, you know, it's, it's a waste of money. It is what it is. It's a waste of money. You're not going to get the value out of it. You can make him sit at home and sit out the contracts yeah. if you want to do that. Yeah. But I'd just be tempted to let him go back. They'll take him, and then he's gone. And I think the thing with this at the moment is there is possibly that leverage if you want to get rid of people where you can go, all right, this this lad's a bit fucking, he's a bit of trouble. Cut him loose, they might pick him up. Like, I'm, you know, trying to get that toxic influence in your in your club, isn't it? It's like signing Stan Collymore in the 90s. Like, it's a hell of a risk. <laughs> That's what's a great it could be fun for, fun for a couple of weeks, but, you know. You need the right manager there, JP, to uh, get it all There isn't the right manager for Stan no. <laughs> nope. Uh, well, losing one for Andrade, apparently, you know, yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah, in, uh, in WWE, isn't working out in AEW. Um, doesn't like. What did you think of Roosh this week? Out of curiosity, now he signed the deal. His match with Hangman. Step down. Add a by all, mate. He signed the big fucking money deal. Feet up. Hangman page. Yeah, three stars if they're lucky. You know, I say I'll, I'll give one hundred and ten. 110% Roosh is like if you're lucky I'll give you 40 if you're, <laughs> like if you really like work hard I, I admire his his level of piss taking is like it's like a, a slightly you know twist on the Kevin Nash story I, I will say I mean getting to the show itself um, you know, Steph's put in the chat or she wasn't high on it I, I thought it was a pretty well put together it was a functional show I think there was you know, there were some big highs in it, um, and I didn't love the main event. I think that was a bit of a low. The backstage mm. story and stuff was a bit of a low, but there were good matches, I think, on the show. And having the extra yeah. 15 minutes allowed them, you know, it's not like they they shouldn't uh, shouldn't need this to do it, but I felt like it was paced better for that. Still rushed a bit towards the end, but I think overall, you know, they kind of got everything the right time that it needed. And yeah, there's some negatives we can get into, but I'll start. I'll start with a positive because I think it's a it's an overwhelming positive. I thought the the acclaim segment was an absolute home run. You know, speaking of, yeah. you know, I was that as I mentioned earlier, very very low on the uh, the DX segments on uh, on Raw, or at least I just didn't think there was uh, there was much to it. 
This was the opposite. I thought this was just a joy to watch. Absolutely. Had a smile on my face the entire segment. You know, it was stupid, goofy, attitude era, you know, embarrassing nonsense. But it kind of, I think it, like everyone watching it kind of had the same experience where it's like if you're old enough, it took you back to being 13 and going to school the next day and, you know, crotch chopping at your mates. And, you know, you know, yes. like, as they said, there were probably kids in school doing the, uh, the scissor and stuff the next day. It, it feels like they've kind of, You've hit on something, haven't they? Uh, with the acclaimed, I think it yeah. was, a, it was yeah. a nice segment. Yeah. You know, even Billy Gunn did annoy me, and I thought everyone in the segment was perfect. Swerve, brilliant as well. Good heel. Swerve's the reason yeah. this is working in a lot of ways. Is like that. Yep. Yeah, that he's the side big heel. Yeah. And yeah. Like he was Bosh. the way you just look back at them. You know, when he was leaving on the stage, like he's coming across like a bigger and bigger star. Um, at the minute, I'm loving, yeah. loving his work there. But yeah, just as a feel good act, I thought Anthony Bowens was fantastic. Max Caster's rap was was great. Like I say, even Billy carried it. I thought the stuff with Billy Gunn. I know it's ridiculous. This uh, is... It's crazy. Me, he is. But this one's actually yeah. wrestling. Be- by the way, on, yeah. on Dynamite this week, you better lose the swerve in like five minutes. I want none of this protective Billy Gunn nonsense we've been getting in some of his matches. No, it'll, go, go, he's, he's it'll go double figures, bro. It'll go 10 oh, minutes. Easy. Don't care. Oh, it'll go 10. He's Back and forth. Easy. 60. He's got to win, swerve, though. Yeah, he's oh. got to win. Oh, he's got to. But... Shenanigans. I... Oh, got the to. thing with. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing I, I don't want to have happen with, with Swerve Strickland is ultimately he has Keith Lee and then him and Keith Lee have their falling out and it's just a feud with them where they go nowhere. I just want to see him like, and this is the thing, if, imagine you built a Swerve Strickland John Moxley around like December. There's there's mileage in it. I'm not saying you main event like full gear with him, but God, Tell there's me. like, Dynamite that, event. that's the thing I think that Dynamite ends up missing. And I think I thought about this when I was, Sorry to go back to the Moxley Hangman bit, but they're saying three years and we haven't wrestled each other. Three years and we haven't. And I think that's your point of like, actually you're putting on some interesting kind of unique combinations, something that AEW haven't done because they've been so hesitant about it because they realise that's one of the people, one of the parties have to lo- has to lose. But, um, but this segment, I just thought classic sports entertainment, something that isn't often on the show enough. And which other ones out of the homegrown guys could actually have pulled this off um i know for a long time we were like saying even when they when they acclaimed were like they weren't on the radar of where they are now and we were saying wwe should have a look at these guys like there is real potential there for them like there's something there for these guys they've gotten better in the ring and like you just hope this is a substantial reign and it isn't a case of the young bucks going bucks come back from suspension and end up winning the belts oh. and it becomes them and FTR. Could happen. Could, could happen, couldn't it though? This is more interesting. And if, if anything else, there's more money in like, like you said, Bono, they've hit on something here that that and their core audience well. loves. How many times did they but, like, you know, they, I, I, you say FTR and books, you know, I would have said that was the way they should have gone for all out, mm-hmm. but the position they found themselves in, ended up creating this hot act. So, you know, in retrospect, yeah, I know. it worked out it's, for the better. You know, you've got this organically feel-good act that everyone's getting behind now in the acclaimed. And yeah, you want to you want to ride that wave. And they, for the part, they, they're riding it at the right time, you know? That's my word of the night. Organic, Benno. These are someone who've got over organically. That match at the pay-per-view against uh, Lee and Swerve was like we said at the time, didn't we? It's like... I wasn't expecting nothing. It was fucking amazing. One of my matches of the year, that Benno. I couldn't believe what I was watching. 
I went four and a half on it on the paper. It was fucking yeah. brilliant. Now the New York just the natural... shite, but that was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was never. It was. It was like Briscoe's FTR though. It's like yeah. the, it was never going to. And the Gunfer the uh, Sheamus. It's never going to be as good so quick after the first one. Do you know what I mean? But they've got over organically. The fans fucking love them. You just go with them again. You just ride it until it falls off. Just keep going with it, boss. Yeah, homegrown as well as we said, boss. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah. No, not any, I know Billy Gunn's attached, so there is there is that. Uh, yeah, well, you know, yeah. Overall, then, um, yeah, as homegrown guys, it's it's great. Yep, yeah, absolutely loved it. That was the uh, the highlight of the show for me. I suppose that was the most uh, the biggest angle, I suppose, on the show, other than Moxley and Page mm-hmm. building up for uh, for their match on the uh, on the Tuesday Dynamite next week. Um, I, yeah, I suppose match wise, uh, anything stand out for you, JP? If we went through them, MJF Wheeler Utah, did you? Uh, I suppose you weren't watching this live, so uh, no. I bet you enjoyed this more than I did. I, I listened to Alan Farrell, I know he loved uh, this match, and I did think MJF looked great uh, in both in the way, yeah, and the way he moved, like like Alan said on his podcast on the tour. It's like the fact that you know it's been 130 days since MJF wrestled, and he's somehow better. <laughs> he's somehow, or you know, at least at the very least, not rusty. I would probably say myself, like is is kind of crazy. It was uh, a good match in a vacuum that unfortunately was, uh, you know, with the news of the day a little bit. Uh, at least my mind was distracted. I think a lot of the people watching live would. So, I mean, I found, and I'm thinking of Seth's comment that she up, up here, which says about the dynamite making her feel sad. I think there's something about this like episode where I only got round to like really properly watching it like today because there was a part of me that really wasn't that keen on seeing it. It didn't feel like a three year anniversary, but I thought, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I'm going to watch this. I watched, so I watched this match kind of well removed from the Andrade Sammy, Sammy stuff, which I see would have, would have overshadowed it. And I enjoyed it. I thought this was actually like a really good fun TV match. I thought M. Jefferson's just ridiculously good shape. Oh, he's he's just thought to himself, I want the body of a top guy. So if there is any kind of, depending on when his contract is up and I'm assuming he's signed like a, an extension and the rest of it, like he wants to look like a kind of a top guy. Because he does want, you know, he he wants to be able to trade off to say like there is what's the weakness then? Are they going to go on height? But he again, it's that classic MJF thing of you put him in there with a good opponent and someone he's got that kind of familiarity with. You get this. It's like I, I think you get yourself good matches. We've seen it with Darby Allen, you know, before as well. When there is that kind of level of familiarity, he you know is re- and for, for a guy who we've never been high on his in ring work, considering how long he'd been out. I'm erring on the side of like, it wasn't like kind of world beating, but I thought it was like a very good match. It was like 3.75 for this. The rare example in AW of someone legitimately moving up the card, he's in that upper echelon. Yeah. Like, whether it's by yeah. subtraction and punk and that being gone, he's one of their top guys. Now he's one of their top I guys. think yeah, he's, a, a big... am I starved to think he's a bigger star than Kenny Omega? In America, maybe. <sighs> In America, reactions wise, maybe JP now, but I don't know. I think that that's a that's a big call. That that's a big, that is a big call. It is, but I'll kind I of like, like you know, I like I'll the, get some, the boldness of it, mocking for it. But <laughs> you 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 look at them and where they are, and you think like MJF as a top tier guy in WWE, like as well, which is not something I can think of. Say Kenny Omega at the moment. I don't know where that comparison's come from. Yeah, he can just do, gets yeah. in his own yeah. way. I think. Uh, I think he's just out of out of sight, out of mind at the minute. Like on there, that's what it is, isn't it? He, he's he's not, I, just, I never feel like we're getting 
everything that we could get. <laughs> I've, I've, I've made no, no, no. it a million times. I'll turn it. Can you make a three-hour podcast? But yeah, no, I, I, I think there's a point to what you're saying, JP. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed the match. I think MJF and Wheeler, you said that little story they've been telling has been very good. Um, I think that's been a, a positive um, on the show these these last few weeks. And yeah, they've got, they've got chemistry as well. The only thing I didn't like was the, uh, the angle at the end of the match. Like, I don't understand. Like, they're fighting so hard to get MJF booed. And then they do an angle where he's like almost a faux babyface who doesn't want his stable to beat up Wheelie Utah because he's in disrespect. Never mind the fact he literally repeat that same angle with Jay Lethal in the next match because yeah. Tony Khan has got a Tony Khan and he needs a fucking quality assurance person. But I didn't understand the logic there. And then in backing down from Regal as well, it was a one-two of things I just didn't like seeing MJF do for two completely different reasons. But yeah, I didn't understand that. And carrying around the chip with him as well. Oh, he's turning and all that stuff in the back. So. A meme, and yeah. it's like a, a heel thing. But yeah, I just I didn't get that. Like I say, Jay Little Darby, I don't think there's anything to say there other than the fact that, yeah, the, the post-match angle was really a real misstep doing that two segments in a row. But Tony Khan likes to do things in twos. What happened, Beno? They just, what happened that I missed that? Same thing. Jay Lethal's uh, stable sat in him singing that we're going to beat up Darby Allen and he stopped them. And it was literally, they're like, hang on, did we just see this with MJF? Yeah. So is he tearing him face lethal? Is that yeah. what's happening? Is he actually tearing him face? Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Right up rally, Matty. I don't know if you've seen it, Wardlow and Cage. You would have loved that. That was just too big. No, I, I haven't seen that. Mate. It was it was every oh, yeah. PWG match. Yeah, is he there. back? Is he Brian Cage? Oh, I'll have to watch that one. Didn't PWG Brian, man. I wish yeah, they built it yeah. up more. I really do. I, I feel like there was money in this. Like just getting this as like a, just a flash announcement almost felt like a bit of a an injustice to to Brian Cage. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I'm not really. Who's he with then? Has he got a manager? Chris he Nana. must have a manager, Brian Cage. Chris Nana. Yeah, I've yeah, got yeah, to have a manager. Yeah. 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 But, this was great. I watched that. Ten minutes of yeah, just action and hard hitting stuff. Like I really enjoyed it. I thought it was one. I've heard no one mention it though, Beno. I've heard no one mention this. Oh no, at all. No, I have to watch a, it. I went three and a half on this because I thought it was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, I'll, I'll, for what it was for like the ten matter. minutes. Yeah, it made me also think this is a direction I want with Wardlow. I've said it before. I want him versus Powerhouse Hobbs at the pay per view. Put him in some big fucking hoss matches, and that's their two big homegrown hosses. JP. That's the I think that's the way that's the way to go with him because just the size and the fact that he's athletic as well, the fact that both of them are athletic and it's, that was the thing that kind of worked. There was spectacle, but it was also the fact that they both can move. They're both they're both agile, even if they are in their kind of what mid to late thirties in both the cases here. Yeah. So yeah, I think Towards that's the future. That old. Fucking yeah, I think he's like, I think he's, okay, he's, he's just quite it's old. why WWE never didn't end up signing him up is he wasn't oh, right. a younger guy when he kind of broke also in. I want to say, stupid. that's the other reason, but yeah, yeah there is that. <laughs> yeah. But boys, we, I think uh, me and Gareth, like, uh, when we were talking that time when we done this show, we were like, he's just got to be pushed to the absolute moon world. Like, I just don't get mm-hmm. it. He should be right up that fucking card. He's fucking, he's bossing, he's likable, he's everything. The fans like him, they're he's getting back to they're getting back to Hardy. It feels, yeah. it feels like, but uh, he's in a team with Joe though, so you know we'll see where that goes. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell! I don't think we're gonna get FTR versus Ward Ward Joe. <laughs> that was a call. Surely, <laughs> are you are you making that one up, JP? I may, I may have made it up. I may have stolen it. It's hard to tell at this stage. <laughs> the line between fiction um, and reality. 
as far as other stuff on the show, yeah, uh, Luchasaurus and uh, they did an angle with him and Fuego, Cage and Fuego and all of that stuff. Big but match though, Beno next week. Big match that. But I'm trying to do the quiz There, where the crowd are going to clearly cheer on turn on Jungle Boy and cheer Christian. Like in Toronto, like mm, seems a bit yeah. daft move to me. I don't know. Maybe it makes... quick as well for me. Um, it be an angle that Benno. That must surely will be an angle. I think a horrible I promo on that crowd yeah. beforehand. Yeah, me, maybe this will age badly. You know, people will listen to this on Thursday morning and go, "You fucking idiot, Benno." The uh, Christian knows what he's doing. Um, wouldn't be the first time that's happened with me. Um, <laughs> the other, the other match I'd say I did enjoy on the show. Um, against type <laughs> very much enjoyed the women's six man I thought it was really good Penelope Ford turning to Jamie Hayter against Willow uh, Athena and Tony Storm I still hate the story surrounding it I still hate that yep. this is about Paige and this is about Britt Baker how fucking bad is that match going to be by the way because uh, Paige did get physical oh. and the news is that it seems like she is going to be wrestling again can't see that thing being pretty but I will say a positive coming out of the negative of uh, the angle the week before was that the uh, they got you know the, the 10 minutes out there it was a good showcase for all six of them, really. Um, mm. You know, and I think everyone everyone looked good. Whether you know Tony Storm should be the main character, you know, in this story, and that is obviously the the negative to uh, to all of this stuff. But as a match, I thought it was strong. Um, I thought it was a a good match. I thought Jamie Hayter particularly looked really good in it, and yeah, I think everyone uh, everyone came off strong. Unfortunately, they're still yeah the B players to the uh, to the big star Paige, who uh, probably needs to have a fight with uh, with Swerve Stickland over exactly whose house it is in AEW. Uh, mm. yeah. Definitely Swerve. Definitely Swerve. Who's their first shotgun rules? <laughs> Fair, um, but yeah, I'd say overall, like there was a lot, there was good in ring stuff. I didn't think much in the main event was what it was. I think the Sammy mm. getting the pin was just I felt felt tone deaf. Um, I don't know where we are with the Garcia stuff. I guess is he now just turned? Like I wasn't sure if this was a, you know, he was going to still be in the stable and the turn was happening later. Um, I don't know where. Has he actually turned, Beno? I don't know. They had him team with Brian, and I think no, I, I don't think that that's fully happened yet. I think that's still yeah. they're doing the slow burn thing, and it is you know one of the better things you know on the uh, on the TV. I would say. Um, I would say this show had. It did have too much ROH on it. It did. You know, people can be defensive about that and say, oh, well, it's all AW at the end of the day. But, you know, when you've got the fucking, when we get to Battle of the Belts, the whatever that tag team is, the Gorillas of Mercy or whatever, and, you know, people like that, it's like, it's still lesser than, isn't it? It's not exactly SmackDown wrestlers being on Raw. It's fucking Gorillas of Mercy. You know, it's NXT wrestlers on, you know, on SmackDown or whatever. It, it, there is something lesser than that about ROH in general um, that I think mm. is maybe. And it's just more stuff, isn't it, on a show that's already got a lot of stuff that that that, that I think is a negative. The positive, I would say, is it's given us one of the best storylines AEW has had in the Garcia Jericho stuff, which I think is is good still. Um, and if that's where the Jericho title run is leading, you know, I think that's a, that's something that makes uh, logistical sense. But I would say, yeah, overall, you know, set there, like I think the fact that it was an anniversary, so you know, you said it as well before, JP, like that. That was one big negative hanging over the show. There was something weird feeling about the show, and I couldn't quite. I thought, you know, the news story didn't help, like I say. But all in all, it being a three year anniversary show in front of, you know, not a great crowd, in front of a small arena, and in a very. It felt very WWE to me, or very Vince McMahon WWE, in that, like, this is your three year anniversary show, 
and because you've never and the, believe it or not folks there are negatives to not reference yes everyone's got in the internet yes everyone can google what happened to kenny omega and cm punk in the book yes people don't you know live in you know living caves they can figure it out for themselves but when you don't reference where they've disappeared to on tv you then end up in a situation where you have an anniversary sh- an anniversary show like this where you can't even never mind showing footage of them three years in you can't even mention the fucking names the young bucks and kenny omega you know never mind the fact that they're never going to mention you know cody in in this environment i suppose going forward which again feels very wwe and almost like a pretending your history doesn't exist i hated that i hated that that just that unsaid thing where there was no references to the past nothing about you know any of the any of those people it just felt a bit like you know, Steph said earlier, sad in general that this should have been a big celebration of where AW is um, three years in, and it was almost yeah in a very Vince McMahon you know refuses to acknowledge Hulk Hogan was ever part of uh, the eighties WWF in the nineties when he was in uh, in WCW. It felt a bit like that really, but in with a with a modern twist, it just yeah thought it was a bit sad really all in all. Yeah, I would, I, I, I would yeah com- completely agree with you. Just. Very fucking sad. The sooner they get that stuff resolved, um, the better. But yeah, um, any more on Dynamite all, in general? All Phil's fault, though, isn't it, JP? It, it is all Phil's fault. This is it. Yeah. Consider the source on that story, folks. Um, I think there's uh... Yeah. <laughs> now, I've said this before. I said it on the weekend show. If Dave Belter picked up the phone and rang CM Punk, he'd tell him to fuck off. So he's only got himself to blame. <laughs> but Dave yeah. Meltzer is only talking to the young books and Kenny Omega. So when he says, yeah. there's one part of you slowing uh, yeah. things down, you know, consider where that's where that's probably coming from. But yeah, there is a definite, like, I don't know, there's just a bit of a grey cloud over the, uh, the company uh, in general right now while that stuff goes on. And yeah, any other thoughts on AEW? Rampage and Battle of the Belts. I'm sure you're both excited to watch that like, this week. I didn't see him. I that watched him. Um, and I don't Battle think I was Belt alone TV. in that, given the TV ratings, mate. Fucking hell. <laughs> Battle of the Belts just doesn't did exist, you... does it? Like, what is it? Why? Why bother your ass? Yeah. Did you watch it, Benno? Did you watch it? I watched Rampage and regretted. Yep. I've, I've kind of realised Rampage, just, I just don't enjoy it. It's not for me. You know, it's perfectly functional one hour wrestling TV with some relatively fun stuff on it, but it doesn't fucking mean anything. It's a, in a week where we had a million <laughs> things to watch, mate, well, why, why, why did I force myself to watch an hour of Rampage today? I uh, just. Who was yeah. on it? Who was even on that? Uh, Death Triangle beat Dark Order for the very, very important trios. No, the trios titles. The, the fucking one, hell. I forgot, I forgot about yeah. that. They weren't only into, <laughs> they weren't just a vanity, vanity project. They weren't just oh, introduced for Kenny yeah. and the Books. No, they were going to be a real belt in the company. No, they're not because they're already not because Kenny and the Books aren't around. They, 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 they shit. Mate, Jamie, they had the Battle of the Belts. Battle of the Belts, keyword belts. They weren't even important yeah. enough to, you know, they're not even right. on that. Like, they're just, they're nothing. Like, they're JP, nothing. we've always said the six man belts have never been good in any fed, have they? No, ever. They ever. They're the worst belts ever. Great, you could do it, as a, do it as a tournament. Yeah. Sorry, do it as like a tournament. On, it's a special show you can do and do it as a kind of a tournament for it. You can, you can act, there is possibly a little bit of mileage in that. There is none. And it was said, and other people, like, trio belts are fun. Well, not no. fun enough to actually watch. Clearly, <laughs> never ever been good. No, to actually sense. sit down and fucking watch them. They don't have meaning, no. and they're not used in a way. And we're not talking about fucking. You're not getting six mans like the 
Wyatt family versus the shield. If you want to go back no. to that, will you? <laughs> Did that need a trio spelt in there just to liven it up? No, it fucking didn't. Like, and I think that's the thing, you know, you mentioned about the six man that opened up extreme rules and stuff like yeah. that. I'm not remember. I remember in those kind of six months, I'm not remembering like six man belts. Like no, they, ju- they just, mi- I, I really didn't like them. I hated the idea of them coming in and it's just added yet another complication and title. And if there's one thing that wrestling does not need at the moment is more fucking titles. <laughs> more to come just do, in a couple of minutes. Just do a King of Trios once a year. There you go. You get your tournaments. Yeah, you know, yeah. You get, you get yeah. Your, your do that. Great yeah. matches, which we did get out of the tournament. I've got to say, we did. I did I did very much enjoy the matches. But was it worth the cost? I don't know. And it's, yeah, now there's more belts no. just knocking around. But yeah, that was on the show. Varsity Blondes with their new look. Lost to Tony Reese and Josh Woods in about two minutes. Um, What's their new look? What's the new look? They cut their hair. Room now, like on there wasn't more to it. Like it was, uh, it was shite. Moxley and hair's the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They opened with it. Moxie, Claudio, and Wheeler against the Russian private party. Rush is now, you know, he's taken the mantle from Matt Hardy to Andrade, and now it's Rush. Yeah, in that death. I've noticed his belly had grown as well, by the way, Roosh. Just saying. Give it up. Remember when Private Party got put over by the Young Bucks? That ink hadn't even fucking dried, and he just, he probably signed it and then just pulled out a fucking, I don't know, a big dirty Twinkie and went, right. (laughs) Downing fucking tools here, lad. I may or may not be here next week. I'll see you in HR meeting. Like, that's (laughs) classic Roosh. I um I got I got as far as Battle of the Belts watching Pack and Trent. I watched that then. I watched this. Well, I watched Pack uh, yeah, yeah, Pack and Trent. Yeah, I, they played into that though. I got I kind of got that. Obviously, Excalibur explained that for me, and I thought that was all right to be honest. I expected like I do like Pack, but not big on Trent. Now, but I thought they work well. The superplex off the apron through the table, obviously, gonna get a bit of a pop from me. And the fucking where he, you know, in the corner where he pulled them out into that pile driver. That will like, the fans fucking reacted to that. Thought that was good. And then it was just you know what it was. And then uh, Jade against Willow, I watched as well. Um, probably Jade's best match in a while, probably. Good. You know, it's not like, exactly not like a high bar she's going off, but that was quite good. Says and a lot about Willow Nightingale, doesn't it? And she seems to yeah, get good yeah. reactions from that. That crowd. She's like... the I do- JP. She's the IWC pick at the minute. She's the one they, they all get behind and are all wanted to sign. <laughs> no, she is. She has she a is. good she run is. of it. At least those internet yeah. bastards. Big <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so it might last long now. They're on to her, but um, you know, no, she's good, yeah. And but I didn't watch that main event, Bello. I wasn't sticking around. I seen there was like 23 minutes left, and the tag team that come out, I didn't know who they were. And I love FTR, but I thought I'm not sitting through this, I'm not fucking sitting through that. No way. Any averages going around on the app for that one? I don't think many. <laughs> what was the core hour for that one? Yeah. Two hundred thousand. Midnight at that point, wasn't it? It was probably less. La- people falling asleep in front of the telly. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, they haven't turned it up. Yeah, the box is still going. Oh yeah, but that oh, looks like to... a, a small crowd. I did the match of the day in those last two matches, which you know are nil nils, but for some reason they're on, and you're going to nod off and wake up at three a.m. But boys, that was a I noticed Benno, that was a low, like it was a darkly lit arena. It was a small crowd. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, whoa, I thought this was sold out every, you know what I mean? I was like, this is a bit, a bit dodgy. Why would you go? Like I've said this before we hit record on the main show, like I'm going to be in Newark for full gear weekend. Looking forward to John and Way's live show on the, uh, on the Saturday. Get your tickets, folks. That'd be good. uh, If you're in the area, definitely uh, say hello as well. Um, But 
Yeah, that, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Full Gear itself. I'm going to go to Dynamite in Connecticut on the Wednesday. Probably Friday night in New York with two days left in the LOD. Do I really want to sit through a Rampage taping? I mean, they're going to have to give me, going to give, have to give me more than they give in Toronto this week. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Apparently the big draw for that is that you get to uh, sing along to Jericho's music because he's not going to be using it on Dynamite. That's all right. Fucking hell. That's the only thing they're advertising. That's bad, right? nah. They've still sold almost 5,000 tickets. That's the counterpoint to that. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. You know, from like my last trip, I've, yeah, I've learned my lesson about going to Rampage tape. And unless you you want to see, you get to see the stars in dark matches after Rampage. Like mm-hmm. it's ten o'clock, one hour TV show. I can't believe they're uh, they're, they're ferrying this thing around and doing it, uh, doing standalone shows. On a on a slight sort of side note from this AEW Jason, they're going to get Rene Paquette in to do the commentary. Yeah, we mentioned that before when you were away. Yeah. Is it commentary oh, sorry, or interviews? That. Is it no, interviews that or we didn't say specifically what we thought she'd do? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I, be, I don't think she'll be a backstage interviewer. To be honest, I could see her being. I, I could see her doing sit down stuff like Shivani um, on the on the top of the ramp, you know, like uh, not just backstage all round in like the ring, and I think hmm. she'll do that. This yeah. is where well, we've hit a three year anniversary, and there's uh, like they need to shift things about. Like already three years, the set, the the announcers, perhaps even some of the dynamic. They've changed the announcers ever so slightly. I think a Renee Paquette, when she was in there doing when she was in there doing commentary, she was good, I thought. And that is There's like a different announcer every match though, boys. I watched the Battle of Belts. Ricky Starks is on there for one. Jericho's on there with one of them. He's Regal. no good as a commentator, Ricky Starks, either. There's not about 10 of them. It's like, what the fuck's going on? I thought the commentary, <laughs> by the ju- way, stunk on Rampage. It was like, there's a there's a PWG charm to when um, Excalibur and Taz are going back and forth on Dark. And there are times on Dynamite where I think the you know they push it to the limit of like the casual buddy buddy commentary style that I do still enjoy, but there are times where I think they push it push it to the mm. limit. JR's grumpy backstage about it, but whatever. I think they went over the line on Rampage. I think there was just too much of it, and it was you know they were just having a laugh. You know, I suppose yes. I know some people you know kind of in, enjoy that, but uh, I just say keep that on dark, Benno. Yeah, keep that like, on dark, definitely. It's a it's a minor big, complaint in the grand scheme of things. I think there's big big show like be, be yeah. proper. Yeah, uh, but I'd agree with JP. Yeah, there's a you know the big big wake Keller talking point right now. He keeps talking about like how the you know the whole set just needs refreshing the look needs yeah. refresh tony Carr just isn't a it doesn't seem to be an aesthetics man does he you know we saw dark order come out on the uh, on the rampage taping and it was just like you know they've had the same music and everything you know that even when bro after brody died they became a babyface act they still come out to that doomy shit music you know what i mean like presentation yeah. and stuff like that sometimes it matters when it's a big act and he gives you know he buys the rights to a big song or whatever but there's a lot of stories like that too, and I think the overall presentation could do with a big, big refresh. You know, some new ideas. Um, as to yeah, how to make the uh, the show look. But yeah, just quickly uh, before we get into the other stuff we've uh, we've been watching Dynamite this week, uh, Jericho Danielson, Pac Orange Cassidy, Jungle Boy Luchasaurus, uh, Tony Storm, and uh, Karushida returning to TV against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter and Swerve Strickland versus Billy Gunn. That's the that's the big one, boys. You can't wait for that one as well. Swerve. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Danielson's beating Jericho for the ROH belt? Seems it's like a backwards. You know, Jericho was like, I'll face all the <sighs> ROH champions. Shouldn't that have built up to Danielson? Why are we starting? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I think Jericho's going to win, Benno. Yeah, Jericho's got that, hasn't he? Uh, I'm, think, I'm wondering if they're going to have 
as much as I hate to say, Garcia turning back because he hasn't officially oh, turned. That's yeah. what I wondered. Like in Canada, up, Jericho is going to be another one who's going to be loved, isn't he? Yeah, although he'll do her. That's why I live in Florida. JP, so, do you reckon they'll ever turn into the New York, Chris? Hey. Well, they never do JP the dreaded Montreal screw job finish here, you know? Don't you reckon they'll do that? <laughs> Imagine they done it. Imagine they done it. Don't worry. He's got a JP's head now, look. There's still time for the, the Toronto screw them, job. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a horrible thought. But yeah, there's your dynamite card. Like I say, Pac Orange Cassidy again. God, yeah. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, there's some uh, some fun stuff uh, there, I suppose. But we'll see. See if they can get out of this. Uh, this it's not a rut they're in, but it just doesn't feel. It's just not very. Ex- it's like Moxley. No, it's it it's mm-hmm. right that he's the champion. It's the right reward. I can't say I'm massively excited for anything going forward with him right now as well, champion. I can't say I'm massively excited about anything you know in the company well, outside of maybe the acclaimed and maybe the Garcia stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just existed, isn't it? And uh, uh, the more interesting stuff is when they start to go more homegrown. I think that at that point where you look at like, or some of the younger wrestlers that they could have gone with. So the fact the acclaimed are in there feels fresh because they are AEW guys. They don't have, they are completely fresh, much like in the way that Jungle Boy and Darby Allen, you know, always kind of felt that way as well. And I think there's a lot to be, and, and Wardlow. And I just think like they, sometimes you can't, they can't see the wood for the trees, can they? It's like, gotta be go big, with these guys. Your crowds like these, yeah. and instead you let them go stale. Like yep. with because the, they're coming out not doing anything because ultimately he's worried about somehow ruining matches that never seem to be really paid off, or certainly not in any good amount of time. Not in, not in this last year. I mean, we did the half year show, which you can get at patreon.com forward slash grapple, and what, and I think there's a lot of stuff we said in that really still applies. And we're talking about this in, in you know, coming up to mid-October. Yeah. We're moving on from AEW to a company we'll have no complaints about. Um, and I suppose everything else, but this is probably the, uh, we've got about 20 minutes to half an hour if we go a bit over. Uh, maybe half an hour. We'll talk New Japan. We'll talk some of the other stuff uh, we've been watching as well. Quickly on New Japan, I suppose, JP. Um did you see um, anything from the uh, the show this week? The Struck Declaration of uh, I... Power? I did. I mean, I saw the the news announcement stuff that they had done in terms of the title belt, but in terms of the matches, I saw, I did it on the daily update in sort of half an hour for for Jay White versus Tamatonga, and I thought, I can't. However, (laughs) I (laughs) I got the idea that the crowd were into it from what I did like, but it wasn't like there were things about it that like kind of, you know, it's the idea of two foreign foreign wrestlers who both trained at the dojo who are considered to be new Japan guys facing each other as well as that bullet club shite in there as well at the same time. It's just that a match between these two for half an hour is just like every bone in my body is going, no, 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 no. So it was on, it's not like it looked bad. And I think as much as again, this is where we talk about audiences liking stuff that we ourselves, we know we're not going to be into. I think they like Tamatonga as a face and you know, enough for them. Like, yeah, and, it's uh, similar to the Bray Wyatt argument, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, the thing I had coming out of this, cause I sat through the half an hour match. So I had, I had a lot of time to think JP and I was watching <sighs> this kind of going, you know, 
They've rebooted Tamatanga. They've turned him face. You know, he's changed everything. He looks like a different human. You know, he's in better shape. He's even changed his facial hair, his haircut, his gear's different. You know, they've made, they've spent time giving him these singles matches like they have with El Fantasma. You know, they've built him to a certain level, giving him, you know, big matches in the New Japan Cup, G1, that type of thing. Showing a lot of patience to, to get to this point, to doing this big match with Jay White. And their big reward at the end of it is a three and a half star match because at the end of the fucking day, it's still Tamatonga. Like, you know, <laughs> you can do all the right things and he's better, but that's probably as good as you're getting. He's not cracking four yeah. stars. He's Tamatonga. I don't know. That's not everything. I know we, you know, you can say, you know, maybe he's made, yeah, he has made more of a connection with the crowd. Yeah, they understand that he's, you know, this foreign talent who, you know, has, has been there for a long time. He's put the work in, he's put the shift in. Whatever. It's boring, Linux. <laughs> it's Tamatonga. Like, I mean, yeah. He's just not. I just, it's not interesting. It's, and yeah, it's not credible he would win. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so that's it. it's a filler title defense on a show that I'm sure used to be called by a different name. I'm trying to think of what it would be. Would it, but it been, it wasn't Dominion, wasn't Danny. It was King of Pro Wrestling, wasn't it? They used to be on at this time of year, but they've replaced it with this declaration of power thing. For reasons, but yeah, he's not going to win. And much like you know, Okada wasn't going to lose to Jonah. But I will say I had some fun watching that. I thought personally, but um, yeah, it's it it just sort of finalizes that match. I don't see people enthused about Okada versus Jay White. Just about to say, JP, I I seen that fresh match announced for that fucking event. (laughs) That fuck me. Well, you do. And you get Tamatonga and Jay White. That's the problem. It's going to be the import. Fucking hell, though, boys. Fuck's sake. They're going to be relying even more so now after Inoki's death. There's going to be this thing about, you know, a card being that legacy wrestler winning at the Dome again, you know, so he has like the record amount of, I don't know, main event wins or whatever at the Tokyo Dome, whatever kind of statistic they decided to go with. You've got the fact he's avenging the fact he lost to Jay White, like third from the top of the card at that one Wrestle Kingdom in like 15 minutes. Remember that? Fucking oh, outrage. Yeah. I remember was. that. Yeah. Riots in Liverpool, if I remember rightly about that outside Greg's Benno. People were deeply disgusted by it. Um, but yeah, it's, you can't get enthused by it. I mean, the, my main thought is probably the Tokyo Dome because it's one night they're going to make sure that they've got a few imports on there in kind of big enough matches on the undercard. It's who they get in, but I'm not going to hold my breath for new Japan being exciting about excited about this because I've been down this road many fucking times where you think, Oh, they could bring in Brian Daniels. No, any money. He just isn't there for whatever reason. They just decide not to do it. They go, but I tell you, we're bringing from AW Lance Archer again. Like it'll be that kind of level of stuff because at times they do seem kind of pretty tone deaf, but what other matches are they going to realistically go with? I don't think you can't rely on Naito. Is he still going Naito? Is he still in there? Yeah, hello, Jay got a new member and everything this weekend. Yeah, we're all buzzing about that. That would have been huge. Is she still going at all them, JP? Is she still knocking about in that? Is she still there? He's still knocking about. I mean, I'd 
likes him coming back over to Europe at some point. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's like, if that's a fed for me, though, people used to have a go WE for not not creating no one. It's the same fucking six or seven people all the fucking time, Uh, Benno. New Japan haven't changed their stables, have they? It is that it isn't though, because I'm all I'm also complaining that they're pushing someone new and it's Tamatonga. Tamatonga. They are pushing it's that's the thing. It's just boring. It is like it's a lot a lot of it's patterns because yeah, it feels in a lot of ways the promotion you know when you play EWR or TW and like the computers auto book on a promotion. Like they've been on auto book for like five years now. Like and this fucking yeah, that's the best that's one of the best ones you said there. Yeah, definitely. Okada Naito's happening again, Jay White's is wrestling Okada again, a lot of those things are repetitive and then you get yeah you get the odd quirk don't you where like Tamatonga's suddenly been you know pushed up the card or El Fantasma has been has mm, evil been fucked off JP from the main events in that he doesn't seem to be anywhere really near to the main event but I fear you've locked me into some sort of curse where no (laughs) fucking winning the title on New Year's Dash or some other such shit um yeah yeah he's still about sadly your man Abari who i I said to him on on Twitter that time, like he needs to fucking get rid of evil, and he and he thought like you know oh, he, he frustrates a lot of our fans, and it's like mate, no, we're in kill jester territory, like fucking get rid. <laughs> he turned up with their new title belt as well, which is Thank sorry to talk about this one. It's you know as Gareth said, it's it's uh, was it the tea tray that used to be at his nan's? It would have been a great, better title belt if it did have a picture of a young Princess Diana and a young prince, a young Prince Charles there, <laughs> like on the belt there, next to New Japan World logo on there. Um, I would have found that quite fun. But this is just a cross between the under thirties title that they've already had before, which was for young wrestlers. What belt and is that, it, JP? What the fuck? So is it? it's a belt. The idea basically is. In stardom, they have something called the high-speed belt for younger wrestlers, and it's wrestled at a fast pace. These are 15-minute time limits. It's basically what a TV title is, except it's going to be on New Japan World. But in what but form? the age limit? Is the actual age limit in this? In, in like, uh, in they, haven't, they haven't said, but the idea is it'll be younger wrestlers. Ah, okay, okay. Because they are, at the minute, there's a lot about kind of like youth drive stuff. They'd signed in some big bloke who was there, like they've got a new young lion. I'm trying to think where he's from. I want to say he's Russian, but I could be wrong. Um, but they've signed in. So he was there with Eugene Nagata, some like kind of just big lad who was. And isn't the uh, women's championship getting done? JB, a scene something that's like an that. X over, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's two schools, and we'll get to talk about that with uh, with the great Karen Peterson in a in a couple of weeks. I mean, that one for me goes one or two ways. You either go with a Kyrie, who is known globally. And you maybe can have her go around defending this belt in other places. Or do you do what they normally do with titles, which is you think about legacy first. So who is that first champion? And then you'd go with like Mayu Iwatani, who would have been the person who was the constant in stardom for all of that. But stardom's bigger business for them. That's why they're doing this X over show. I say bigger business. It's the business that's growing as opposed to New Japan. But saying that, you know, they did 5,000 tickets the other weekends at Crystal Palace for shows that, as as far as I'm still aware, not out. Still can't see them. Is that right? And I'm excited to see FTR as he open. If you want a positive in yeah. Japan, I don't believe it's uh, it's out. Uh, even I, th- I think I thought saw Kyle Fletcher uh, tweeting his uh, his anger about it still not being out. You yeah, know, only hot for so long. Yeah, they they're headed to Japan though. There's some good news, you know. 
Go Brothers yep. out, Aussie Open in. There you go. There's a positive. There's something fresh. That's a fucking upgrade, isn't it? Hmm. Really oh, yeah. is. And they've already made... They've already made, I think they're going to have a good tag league. I think they're going to be... I don't want to say they're all thereabouts, isn't it? Like I'm talking about playoff places. But, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, that's where you see them. A good solid, you know, fourth place finish in the championship. Playing that yeah. fifth place side. Could go either way. It's the yeah. playoffs. It's a lottery, isn't it? Well, yeah, unless you've got anything else on your YouTube, we should get into the stuff we've been watching. I've just clocked by it's 10 past one. There. Thank you to the, uh, the few who are still uh, God watching us live. This is, they are, it's the Battle of the Belts, viewers, JP. They're all asleep. Legends, they are. Uh, legends. YouTube's still running. But thank you, patrons, for sticking around. But, yeah, there's been a lot of wrestling, though, Ben. The, to be fair to us, there has been a lot of wrestling. I mean, we did spend 45 minutes talking shite, but, you know. We, oh, uh, I still haven't seen those uh, MCW shows, which I have uploaded for both both of you to be able to see so there you go uh, but yeah was there anything else uh, you guys are there watching anything from you first JP I know you've got a few things Matty anything else you've uh, been watching no Okay. I mean I fucking I, I didn't see the stuff I was supposed to watch mate I feel bad about it <laughs> <laughs> no, go on mate what, what have you seen mate Right, well, JP, I've watched two matches today from the past, and then I've got two I didn't get round to because I was catching up with Bat uh, Battle of the Belts, but two that you're going to love me watching tomorrow, right? So the oh. ones I watched today were from Houston uh, Championship Wrestling in 1987. Paul Bosch, is it? Paul Bosch, yeah. Paul Bosch, Paul Bosch yeah, is still there, do the interviews. Was he still had, making uh... the washing machines as well, was he? <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, Michael Hayes going up against Ted DiBiase in a glove on a pole match. You know, DiBiase used to have that, like, glove that, yeah. used to, you know, the loaded glove he used to call it. And JP, great stuff. No commentary, just, like, from the house show, just double juice, the heat off the chart, simple match, brilliant. It was great. But DiBiase's feud with one man gang at the time as well, so it's like an intertwining one. So then two weeks later, I watched, uh, so two weeks later, obviously, in that time, was one man gang beat DiBiase for the title. And that again, JP, double juice, fucking just going right oh. to it. Well, it was it was old school as well. Well, obviously eighty seven, but it was like JP two ref bumps. I couldn't believe it for nineteen eighty seven. I thought wow. actually two ref bumps in this, and it was great. And one man gang got the got the win on DiBiase, but I couldn't believe the two ref bumps. JP, how old man was one blown. man gang at that point in time? Oh, he was about twenty five, easy, easily just about twenty five. And how old was Ted and? Um... And uh, Michael Hayes was 20. Michael Hayes was because he was yeah. like 35 when he was Doc Hendricks in 95. Yeah, but honestly, JP, no commentary, but just the heat, the double juice. Yeah. It was like one of them. As soon as you get through into the ring post, blading, you know what I mean? They're just gone straight away. Proper stuff, but the two matches, JP, I've been waiting to tell you this all day long. I'll tell you. I'm going to watch two matches from FMW tomorrow, right? What the, the fuck? Oh, yeah. Two wow. Anita, Anita matches. The first one is Anita versus Goto in an exploding barbed wire match. And the other one is a tag team match with Anita and Goto versus Karisu and Dragon Master in a Texas death match. They're the two matches I'm going to watch tomorrow. Oh, you mate, well that. you watching oh, FMW? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking <laughs> hell, the original death match stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Fucking, mate, how? <laughs> Is this Gary? This no, must have been Gary. No, it's not. It's the drive. It's not. It's it's the drive, JP. It's just, I've got your drive now. I've got Gary's drive, but this is the crispy letters, and I've got the deep cuts, WW. And I was just looking oh. through thinking, I want to try something like that I'm not really familiar with. 
I'll start with FMW. Do you know what I mean? I thought because they'll hire Bushes in there, Mike Awesome, but this is earlier than that as well. So yeah, yeah. I can't wait to watch them. Like, this is like Anita while he's a when he's a draw. Him and Tarzan Goto drew big. Yeah, like, right, that was yeah. that were like kind of big stuff from like a finance. Well, Kiwi was influencing me as well. He was because I was like, you know, I want to see like um, Hakushi. Was he in uh, what? Was he in JP? Was he in more in, in the ninety? Was he what? Is it War he was in or something? No, he was. Was he what in was War? He in I think he was in FMW as well. Oh, was he in there as well? Okay, yeah, okay. Because yeah. I was looking for him, but then I ended up. Can you tell me to watch like that Twitter? Yeah, I did. Him, like when he was yeah. fascinating. Yeah, like yeah, he's he's apparently writing back home. Was it for a magazine yeah. or something like that? Like he's just quick blurbs about his matches. A journal, and yeah, basically. assuming no one in America would ever translate it or find out he was doing it. It's fascinating. Like talking about being yeah. nervous in his matches with Brett and getting past like drugs by Bamba Bigelow and things like that. It's uh, oh, it's wild. Yeah. I find it. I'll. Uh... His head's tattooed for a fucking reason, isn't it? Really. Uh, yeah. old, he's Scott as well. <laughs> old on the European Scott team. Bigelow. Yeah, old Scotty. <laughs> Yeah, but he he says on that thread, don't he, that um, Hakushi, he said the match with Brett was the best of his career at that point, didn't he? He says that in that thread. He loves, yeah. yeah, But he's very uh, self-defacing, isn't he? He's talking about, you know, I need to keep up, I need to get faster, you know, I need to do more to translate to the American audience. It's Yeah, it's dead interesting he's one though JP I, I, on this drive I'm going to look actually do my research on him and I love the the, the force of Hakushi you know yeah. Shinzaki in, the, in Japan he's that he's got that aura for me that I'd like I think so yeah, I'm going to go back and watch it yeah, that, I've seen that match and I've seen that instance and all that yeah I yeah, love that too, but yeah. obviously yeah it's boss so should have, should have been a bigger star than really what he was I think yeah. in some ways it's unlucky that he came back to Japan in that mid 90s where Basically, you've got New Japan with the three musketeers and you've got the four pillars in all Japan in their kind of pomp. Yeah. And that's how you're breaking in there. Like if they're the yeah. two big companies, you can only really do stuff in FMW, which still ultimately at the end of the day is built around Anita. So it's like a difficult place he came into. But that yeah. run he had in W, considering what runs were like for most Japanese wrestlers at that point, it's oh, like yeah. bar like great mover. That was a great run. That's a character that stuck with people. It oh, stuck yeah. with me because it was just like completely new and different. And I had no idea about him and no. But he does that the Bret Hart mannequin, doesn't he? In like new generation kiddie yeah. WWE. It's like fucking hell. <laughs> What's he doing there? Like pulling that Bret Hart head out and the match at one, two, three kid at SummerSlam. He's always stuck in my mind, Jay, and I do want to like go back and hopefully see some of his stuff. Like it's He's worth this drive, boys. There's going to be some wrestlers and JP, all that, all Japan's day. I know the four, but who's the three musketeers in uh, New that Japan? That would be Masachono, Shinya Hashimoto, and Keiji Muto. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I've never heard that phrase. Well, I know about the, the four 90s, pillars, like, so. like the, yeah, Noki's guys. Yeah. Okay. No. Underneath, no, like, it. you've kind of got the, like, Fujinami, Ricky Choshu, and then it would go down to them. Right, no, Charles. I say, boy, the drive—that's it. But you got, got to get it out there. Just right. if you haven't got it, just fucking get it. Uh, anybody who's listening, just fucking go and get it. It's right—it's unbelievable, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> well, yeah, if that's the, the end of uh, everything we've been watching. Last awesome. just about got it in under three hours here, can, about, uh, a minute ago. Do you want to throw? Can I recommend anyone send send Matty some of like stuff from Japan that has to be the condition yeah. on here, but stuff that you think Matt, Matty will watch intriguing yep. stuff if you even better if you can have ex wwf stuff f 
ex WWF stars, <coughs> Ray Trailer, doing like, having really good matches in Japan. Do you, I always say, Jimmy, that cheeky, cheeky bit of big boss man, that's what we're going for. Oh, I love man. That. If nothing else, young boss man, fat yeah. boss man, if we're honest. Yeah. Doing, doing that sidewalk slam was a thing of fucking oh, beauty. One of the best moves of all time. Yeah, yeah love it. Fucking and, his heart, and his weight and height. Yeah. And he, considering what he was wearing, how the fuck we ever took him seriously, I don't know. Cracking him. And he was a young lad by that point. I was thinking yeah. with him and DBS, I know we've only got a minute ago to get to three I hours. I through it already. It's gone. Oh, right. I'm just wondering, did, did, did Ted... Broke my did, heart here. Uh, did Ted manage to get over his um, double juice with a quick trip down to the old uh, <laughs> the brothel, basically? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say the church, then JP, not the brothel. That was his church. But anyway. he might he might have paid for the brothel by going to the church. But this is a whole series of other allegations we've wondered. Oh, right. Before we get more libelous, it is twenty sorry, past one. Sorry, I've got to call this. Yeah, <laughs> but oh well, we almost got in it in three hours. But uh, quickly, any plugs, JP? And then you want to say? Andor um, is going to be up on the uh, is going to be up on the free feed. Uh, hopefully, doing another show this weekend for episode six. It's one about the heist. I know you two are very excited. And all roads lead to patreon.com forward slash grapple. <laughs> and in terms of the app, download it on Google and Apple Store. And for you, Matt. Just the usual Twitter, Matthew Edward 86. And, you know, looking forward to the shows coming up, boys. The one that me and JP can't really. Are, are we announcing oh. it? We'll give it a few weeks no. later. So we'll announce that one. I'll be there. I love the way we, we get Beno kind of knows JP, but like, I love keeping in the dark, you I know what I mean? Well. Scared as well. Obviously, all the other stuff coming up, Ben. You know, I'm looking forward to every minute of it. You know, I always am. So, we're just looking forward to all that. Great to have you on again, mate. But yeah, pack show here. We got uh, got nice plenty stuff. in. But yeah, as JP said, download the app patreoncom grapple for our latest episode of uh, Observe This. Like I say, we've got a uh, yep. uh, forward to that coming up. We've got a uh, plenty more uh, Halloween Film Club uh, Montreal month coming up in uh, in November and lots of year <laughs> stuff coming in December. But close, it's, uh, it's what Brett would have wanted. <laughs> Anywho, that's good up. But yeah, thank you folks for tuning in. Thank you, patrons, for tuning in live. We're going to go to the uh, a very quick post show where we'll uh, name the show and uh, sort of music and stuff like that. But for uh, audio listeners, thank you again for tuning in. We'll catch you again on Spotlight next week, which is on Wednesday. A final plug. Um, throw that in there with with uh, AWB and on Tuesday. So yeah, look forward to that. Catch you next. Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.